Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? It is WrestleMania week. And we are here with a jam-packed episode of the Chick Foley Show. Before we get started, let's introduce the stars. Sheena, how you doing? I am awesome. We just finished night two of Stand and Deliver, so I am hyped, ready to talk some wrestling with you guys. Um, it was it was a great couple of nights uh, for NXT. And Marco, how you doing? I'm doing good. Just looking forward to this uh, next few days of... Uh of wrestling action so every single day jam freaking yeah. packed man yeah, when i saw a, that uh, schedule i was like holy smokes i knew it was going to be a crazy week but i just had no idea like when you put it on a calendar like that it really makes it feel like holy crap it's been a hell of a week but so far it has lived up to the hype uh like sheena mentioned we just finished night two of takeover so as we're recording this it is 10 54 p.m on the <laughs> east coast where we all three live yeah uh i can't remember if it was last week or the week before where we went two hours and 36 <laughs> minutes yeah that was the uh, we didn't double check it but at least going off the dome that was the longest episode of the chick foley show ever uh the wrestling gods aren't doing us any favors because in addition to the jam-packed week of wrestling we also had uh one of the most epic figure reveals ever <laughs> this morning so we got a lot to discuss but uh we're all caffeinated up uh you know me and marco got some booze which we'll go into detail on a little bit later on and we're ready to bring it to you guys um before we go for any further though sheena remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media you can always find me over on instagram at chick foley marco running the twitter machine at chick foley show and most importantly you can join our foley fam over on facebook go to at chick or uh, uh, <laughs> it's late chick foley show.com Com. Um, we have a new episode of Unboxing Mania up every week. Lots of fun stuff going on. We have our, you know, periodic rumbles, our 2K rumbles that we do. Um, and, you know, during this week, we're doing live threads pretty much every night where we're talking about the the show that's on. So stoked. Yep. And uh, tell them about the... Wally Mania collection that dropped at Foot Action yesterday. Yeah. So we had, um, we told you guys about it last week that it was going to be dropping um, Wednesday the Wally Mania collection went live. I so I think there's still uh, several pieces available. So if you haven't checked out uh, Foot Action for those pieces, definitely head over there and um, grab you a piece. Because once they're gone, they will be gone. It is just a capsule collection. It's limited, um, limited edition. So definitely check that out. There we have, you know, Sasha Banks, Ron Simmons, Mark Henry, uh, Kofi. I'm forgetting someone. Um, Booker, Booker T. T. Yeah, uh, it is just an amazing collection celebrating. Black World Champions. It's beautiful design work. Uh, so yeah, check out that Wally Mania collection um, and support it because we definitely want more stuff dropping from uh, Foot Action and WWE. Yeah, Marco, did you grab anything from the collection yesterday? Oh, of course. Uh, I grabbed the uh, the Kofi hoodie um, as well as the Ron Simmons t-shirt because I mean he was the first ever. So you got to go with you got to go with Ron Simmons if you're going to go with one of the t-shirts. That was my pick anyway oh yeah yeah i grabbed that kofi hoodie also um i i I get a lot of wrestling t-shirts and gear a lot of most of them i only keep around for a year maybe a year and a half before they get recycled or you know sold on ebay or something but i definitely think this kofi hoodie is going to be one of my pieces that i have for a very long time really really cool hoodie and 
like Sheena said, awesome design. And we love the New Day. We love Wale. And uh, it was just kind of a match made in heaven on this collaboration. Uh, we want to remind you guys to check out our partners in the Pod Foundation, uh, Turnbuckle Tavern, Pyramid Wrestling, and Extra Cooler. You can follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram to stay up to date on all the latest episodes um, dropping from our partners in crime in the podcast game. And last but not least, we want to remind everyone to use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your purchases at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling action figures. You guys ready to get to it? Oh, yeah. All right, let's do it. So this is one of the freshest reviews we've ever had before. We're going to mm-hmm. jump right into it. Let's talk about Takeover, Stand, and Deliver. Um, Sheen, what were your overall thoughts on the two nights of action? Um, well, it, I, th- I thought it delivered, you know. Um, they didn't they didn't mislead us with the title there. I thought it delivered. Um, there was some great matches on both nights. Even, you know, even the matches that weren't, like, at the top of the card, they, they still, you know, put on good, great show overall and... Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I'm hype. If it's you know anything, if this is like kind of the build up to to Mania, you know, for expecting Mania to be better, then um, we're we're in for a good a good week of wrestling. Marco, what was your best match of the night? Um, definitely going to go with uh, Walter and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, uh, mainly because I uh, like I said I I love when uh, just two guys just kick the crap out of each other and. You know that you can you can see the wear and tear definitely after the match from both yeah. both competitors. So yeah, that, definitely that was a that. that was a brawl, dude. They they literally gave it to each other. It was insane. Walter like split the announce table in half with his with his bare hands. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone do that no, before. Definitely have you, not. Marco? <laughs> no. Yeah. The ring. Gina, how about you? I know you were I know you were hyped for that one. Did it live up to your expectations? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and it's, it's, I love Tommaso. I love, you know, he, he's my guy. I love the black heart. Uh, but I also am a huge, huge Walter fan. So the whole time I was going back and forth, like I, I remember one time Seth in the middle, he's like, who are you rooting for? And I was like, Walter. Then I was like, no, Champa. <laughs> I was just like, I, 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 you know, I don't want Walter's streak to end because I mean, that's like super impressive to have been a champion for two freaking years, you know? Um, and I, I didn't want that to come to an end, but I also like, don't want Champa to lose. So yeah, it was, it was, I was back and forth the entire match. What'd you guys think of uh, the main event from night one with EO and Raquel going at it for the women's championship? <sighs> they put on a show. It was definitely a main event worthy. um, Definitely a main event worthy match. I mean, EO hitting that flying crossbody off the the skull was just bananas. Like it was so high and like they showed it from like five different angles and not every angle made it look worse. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> che- kudos to her for for pulling that spot off. And it was just like nonstop action. I mean, it was like moonsaults and power bombs and flying off the skull. And it was just, I mean, for a short match, they packed in a ton of action. Yeah, that was actually the shortest match in night one. But like you said, it was nonstop action from bell to bell. Uh, for me, I actually think the Santos Escobar Jordan Devlin ladder match was was my favorite match of the two nights that, you know, they just they beat the hell out of each other almost as much as, as Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole did. And that last bump that Jordan Devlin took from the top oh. of the ladder through another oh, ladder yeah. was just brutal. brutal. Like if, uh, you know, I, I told Sheena as we were watching, I said, thank God you can see his chest moving because I thought that would have killed him. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, there's no way that you could take that landing safely. You just kind of, kind of, you know, hold your breath and hope for the best falling from that far. Cause he went just straight up like swan dive yeah. off of uh, the, the top of that ladder and just crashed through. 
Um, Sheena, was there anything that let you down of, of the two nights? I don't think I would say anything let me down. I mean, I wasn't like super, um, you know, locked in on the, the gauntlet eliminator match. I thought that was kind of just like, you know, I mean, I was watching it, but um, it wasn't even really a true gauntlet match. It was more like a rumble style with pins because they, you know, they, they didn't wait for the person to get pinned for another entrant to come in. So it wasn't even yeah. like true, true gauntlet style. Um, but yeah, I, I picked that one right. I picked Bronson to to win that. So I was stoked about that. That was actually the deciding factor on yeah. you retaining the Chick Fil A Show Prediction Championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah poor Marco has gone. He can't get a win in twenty twenty one. No, oh, we have. Oh, we have. We have some. We have another two shows yeah. coming up. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak don't too you soon. Dare I, be sour. I, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. But uh, yeah, I don't want to speak too soon because we have a lot of wrestling ahead. Uh, Marco, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Which night was better, night one or night two? Mm. Oh man. Dang, uh, yeah, that's tough. That's, that's a that's that's a tough one. I'm gonna mm, I'm gonna go with night one, only okay. because night two I wasn't. There's probably only one match I really didn't care for, um, which which was basically the Bronson Reed and Johnny Gargano match. Like, not that it was a bad match or anything like that. It's to, just to develop the storyline a lot more. Yeah. I still believe they should have Dexter Loomis win. That yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, so like that match kind of like didn't make sense to me, but yeah, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with night one. Speaking of that, I know we're, we'll talk about all this stuff in Go Figure, but they did figure reveals this week. And did you see Johnny Gargano when they brought up the Dexter Loomis figure? I thought that was pretty cool that he stayed yeah. in character, and he was just yeah. like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ugh, get this out of here! I don't want to see his ugly eyes." So you know? good. It was so good. Yeah, it was. Uh, you're right, though, Marco. That was just straight up like hot shot number one contender match. Not a lot of feud built into it. I think for me, I'd go night one also, just because I actually like the main event of uh, EO and Raquel a little bit better than than Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. I don't oh, know. Wow. Just, some sometimes I like just a pure wrestling match more than like you know a hardcore weapons you know junk fight, whatever you want to call that between yeah. those two guys. Night, even though they did uh, show out, would beat the hell out of each other. Uh, how about you, Sheen? Night one or night two? Um, it's, this, this is tough. Um, I think I am going to go, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with night one as well. I, I don't know. I, like I said, night two is just, is so fresh. Um, and I, I think I've had a little bit more time to marinate on night one. Um, I, I did like the Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, um, match. I thought that was, I mean, it was a hell of a freaking fight, dude. I mean, there was just some stuff in there that was absolutely insane. So, um, yeah, those guys beat the hell out of each other. I don't know. It kind of felt like Adam Cole's last match. Um, and I did hate the fact that we didn't get one last, you know, boom. Um, I wanted, I wanted to hear, you know, shock the system. So they both, they both got new music and, uh, so RIP to the undisputed era's music, but, uh, yeah, I hadn't even really thought about it. I kind of just assumed that Adam Cole was going to keep coming out to it. It was definitely a bummer. Uh, not hearing that theme because I think out of all the iconic NXT themes we've had over the last five years, I think Undisputed Errors is definitely the number one. Uh, Marco, everything was smooth on our end. Did you have any issues uh, with Peacock? I know this was the first uh, live event that was streamed exclusively on uh, NBC's Peacock uh, platform. Uh, did you have any issues? No, none at all. I actually had uh, my computer running as well as my phone at some at some points and didn't didn't lose any any type of lag or anything like that stayed fresh the whole way through. So I think, uh, I think they, you know, they have the, they have the ability to run these things. So we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens when, uh, on WrestleMania. Um, 
weekend because it's going to be running two nights. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, no issues on my end at all. Yeah, it was smooth for us too. No issues. I know. Uh, I we, I saw a couple people complaining about the fact that you can't um, start from the beginning if a live event's already started. You're kind of just stuck with wherever it comes in at. I'm sure they'll add that functionality down yeah. the road. But for now, you know, for the next two nights of Mania, make sure that you guys go ahead and start up the show right at start time. Even if you're not going to be there in front of your TV, uh, go ahead and have it running because you're going to miss out on that stuff from the start. I, I'm not sure if you can rewind or not. Have you tried rewinding during the live events? Yeah, I tried. You can't do it. It's 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 oh. all it's just a live feed. Yeah, well, maybe not then. So yeah, I guess you're yeah. uh, you're stuck. Maybe you could start up and pause it. Maybe that would work. Maybe. But, uh, but yeah, so still got to get a couple more features added in. But as far as just being able to pop it on and watch the live event, Peacock definitely got the job done. Uh, last question for Takeover: What did you guys think of the two night format for uh, for Takeover? Are we better off with one night takeovers, or are you guys open to having two nights to Takeover in the future? Maybe maybe around SummerSlam time. Uh, two nights. I'm okay with two nights of takeover. I, I mean, but I think it's because I'm a little bit biased and I enjoy NXT. Um, I don't think I feel the same way about mania. I, um, I feel like one night is, is the way to go for mania. I know a lot of people enjoy the two night format, but, um, I, I prefer one big night of wrestling for WrestleMania, but I'm, I'm cool with two nights of NXT. I love NXT. Marco. Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, Sheena on that one. Definitely, I like the two-night format only because I think I think what differentiates the two is I think you want to see everybody in NXT perform. Yeah. So, like, you you feel like you feel, like, bad when there's people left off of a, of, off of a takeover, which you're like, damn, I wish I had a, they had a match with so-and-so this night. But, you know, if they keep this two-night format, they, they have that ability to have everybody in NXT, whereas in WWE, you technically don't want to see everyone wrestle for two nights yeah you, you want only you only want to see like a handful of matches out of those two nights so yeah i think Ouch. they should marco shoots hard on the main I roster know. it's yeah. I'm, I'm not i, I, I don't I you know i'm speaking me, for a lot of people yeah <laughs> for me for i don't even think it's so much i don't even think it's so much that it's that I, I I'm trying to imagine a world and hopefully we're going to live in this world again where we can all be at mania and there's like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in the, um, in the stands and it's just amazing. But, um, I just think when you're, I think of the logistics of like trying to plan an event like that. Like if I was going to go to a mania weekend, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't feel right for me to go to a two night event because then you, you have to buy tickets for both nights. I mean, I guess you don't have to, but it would kind of just like, it would kind of like, piss me off if I had to pick and choose like which main event I wanted to see instead of getting all of, you know, all of this bill that I've watched all year long um, come to fruition at one big show. You know, I think it's just kind of sucky that you'd have to buy tickets to two different nights. Yeah. Was Mania this year? I, I didn't really looked into it just because I knew we would definitely weren't going. Uh, Marco, do you know off the top of your head if you were able to buy tickets for the separate nights or was it all a package deal? Yeah. So uh, one of my friends actually went, I think he left today. Uh well yeah he left today and um yeah he he showed us a ticket it was one it was one yeah you get yeah you separate separate packages I mean you probably could there was probably an option to maybe get bundled or whatever but I know that there is the option to buy just single night tickets yeah he just did uh he he ended up doing just a uh, one ticket for both nights but I mean the seats probably aren't the the greatest but actually who knows what the seats seating is going to be like it's not going to be that many people there anyway so you might. Uh, this time around, you probably get like the greatest seats ever. It's true uh, right. for this event. All right. 
we're gonna go lightning round on this one just because we do have so much to cover on this episode. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's talk a little bit about AEW Dynamite. Uh, Marco, what do you think of Mike Tyson's appearance, making his return to AEW? Um, he still struggled with his, taking his shirt off. His <laughs> yeah, shirt. that was That's, my main takeaway. Seems like it's <laughs> seems uh, like yeah. Uh, he can't get we, that last stitch. The hem no. really gets him. Like the hem at the bottom, he should just go ahead and like split that before he comes out, and then that yeah. way it'll just rip on through. You yeah, know? that's what that's what Hogan used to do. He had the yeah. he had the slice at the top there, and he was easily rippable. But I mean, just the strength to even rip a t shirt without the slit is. I mean, that's. I mean, that yeah. goes for itself. Like not a lot of people can do that. But um, yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, you know that. You, you know who, who the whipping boy of the uh, of the pinnacle is going to be, pretty much. So yep. that yep. kind of uh, that kind of told you right there. With uh, I'm not even going to say his name because he's not worthy of saying his name <laughs> on the show. It's not that great. Ty, Ty but, Dillinger um, <laughs> is that who he is? Ouch. Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears, whatever you want to call him. Oh. Uh, but yeah, he he got his his ass kicked pretty much by Mike Tyson, and that was pretty much the end of it. The yeah. the promo of Jericho kind of was insane though. So it was yeah, Jer- that's, Jericho that was, was in a. Uh, was it was in prime form man yeah. it was like you know uh late 90s wcw jericho right there just going one by one and roasting everybody in the pinnacle again yeah. you guys talked about it. it it got especially rough when he's talking about sean spears about how mm-hmm. you know everybody always talks about the upside with him but where is it because uh i i think i speak for a lot of fans when when we say yeah what what is the deal with that there is a segment of the audience that thinks this guy's like a future world champ but he was in nxt for something like 10 years man and never hit big you know eventually you kind of just call got to call a spade a spade and call a mid carter a mid carter and i think that's what what sean spears is um sheena how hype are you for the pinnacle versus the inner circle in uh blood and guts match oh i'm i'm here for it i i think it's gonna be glorious i think uh jericho and just mjf just going head to head i i can't wait for it I, i'm i'm hype yeah it should be great this, they were actually supposed to have uh the first blood and guts match last year right before the pandemic hit and shut down the live event so for those that don't know this is going to be uh kind of aw's take on war games so i don't know if it's going to be exactly the same format that wwe has been using or if it's going to be closer to the old school WCW setup where you did have a roof on the cage and it was submission only. Um, but it should be pretty awesome either way, especially getting all, all 10 of those guys mm-hmm. in the match. Um, let's move on. One last thing for AEW. So it, the show ended with the Bucks turning heel again. They're quickly kind of becoming the big show of AEW. I feel like they've turned back and forth between, uh, you know, face and heel four or five times during the last couple of months. Uh, Marco, what did you think of the show closing angle where they, they super kicked Mox and, and reunited with Kenny Omega once again? Yeah. The, I mean, the, me personally, it wasn't like the, like the most shocking thing in the world. It wasn't like, yeah. Oh my God, the young bucks are bad. They're, they're technically always, they've always been heels. The young bucks, like they're never, they weren't really faces at they're all. They're never like, like pure baby faces. Yeah. They're yeah. never there. Yeah, exactly. That, that was like, they even in new Japan, they were considered heels. They weren't ever like baby faces. So it's not like, I mean, and it's it's Mox. I mean, they they have no like, they have no ties with Moxley. Like, there's no like, there's no friendship. There's yeah, no, that, like, it was weird. There's that no camaraderie even, like, there. there. So it's, yeah, yeah, it really wasn't like a like a big shock that they super kicked him and reunited with Kenny Omega. It's, I don't know. That's like I said, it wasn't wasn't that uh, shocking. Shocking. To me at all. Yeah, same. I feel like they played it up like it was supposed to be shocking, but 
I was just kind of left a little bit confused and like kind of shoulder shrugging because it's like, okay, so the Bucks are now back with this guy. Just when you flip flop like that all the time, uh, it it just starts to really lose its impact. And and I I feel like the Bucks are going to have a, a hard time getting some of the momentum that they had um, kind of going into their match with FTR from a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we hit on AW very quickly because again, like I said, we have a ton to get through this episode. We want to remind you guys: listen to the Turnbuckle Tavern. They do a AEW recap that comes out every Thursday morning and it is the most in-depth recap of Dynamite that you're going to find anywhere. So yeah. uh, they're at Turnbuckle Tavern on social media or you can hit up at Pod Foundation to get a link to uh, their show on all major podcast platforms and you aren't going to get any better AEW recaps anywhere. It's time for a Mania Week beverage break. Marco, tell us what you're sipping on. Oh, boy. I'm only sipping on one beer, and that's the the official beer of uh, um, Marco, actually. It's a, a Broken Skull IPA. It's the official uh, beer of WrestleMania Week. Yeah. I, I mean, it's. I mean, I have to drink it now. I mean, Stone Cold retweeted my my tweet of I know getting the, the rub so. from Steve Austin on social media that's pretty that's I mean pretty yeah that's, I mean that's uh I mean that's that's it right I can quit I can quit social media right now because yeah. that happened so but I did uh, that should be your find, last tweet that needs to be like your last tweet on your personal account you know yeah I think so <laughs> maybe I should just delete my account after that <laughs> um, but no uh, I actually did I found this uh, liquor store I'm not going to say the name just in case there's any local people listening um where I found like keep your spot secret they don't yeah. blow it up Oh my God! Rows and rows of IP, Stone Cold IPA. Guess what? Guess what's right next to it? Another row. Just, just an endless supply. Dream team. Dream team. Yes. Oh my God! Insane. Wow. I'm not like I said. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying where it is. Just in case, like I said, local, local people listen to the show. Sorry, but yeah, no. It's it was an endless supply. I was like, if you join our Foley fam, Marco will let you know where this hot spot yeah. is in yeah, the. You, uh, yeah, you join. I'll let you know where it is in the Massachusetts area. Well, yeah, definitely. But I'm not giving it away right now. But yeah, that's what I'm sipping on. All right, Sheena, what are you drinking? Okay, you guys. I think for the first time in Chick Foley show history, I am boozeless. I for the beverage break, I'm having a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> like we said, it is like you know 20 minutes after 11 right now. Um, we've had a busy week. Our family's been in town. Um, it's just been crazy. We had a busy day today. I didn't get much sleep last night, so I made myself a nice warm cup of coffee. Um, of go. course, it's it's not just, you know, regular coffee. I got my like bougie coffee beans. It's like Keon coffee, K-I-O-N. Um, you know, they make sure they are sustainably grown, ethically grown, fair trade, organic, you know, all the all the bougie hippie things that I'm into. So it's good stuff. And uh, hopefully it powers me through the rest of this this episode. Yeah, I'm dragging a little bit as well, just because we have had a busy week. I've been, you know, having our parents here has been awesome, help with the kids. But you also end up kind of entertaining and playing tour guide a little bit. Uh, me and my dad went fishing a few times, and it's just been nonstop action. Our, our son, Brett's involved in a lot of activities, too, so we've been going nonstop with him. So I'm uh, still drinking. You know, I'm not punking out as much as Sheena is, but I have uh, just kind of a six-pack, a little variety pack of light beers. I got some Bud Light, some Miller Light, got some Miller High Life in here. Uh, some shiner all the, all the leftovers bird. from the week yeah we just kind of yeah. like you know <laughs> got some bush light in here so a little bit of everything so i'm mixing it up uh plenty of different flavors but definitely keeping it light so we can get through this marathon of a show with the chick foley show late night edition all right let's get on 
to our next topic. Marco talked about Broken Skull IPA, and now we're going to talk about the Broken Skull sessions on WWE Network. Yeah. And we had the bombshell that dropped a couple hours after our episode released last week that Chris Jericho is going to be appearing on Broken Skull Sessions. I think everybody was checking because they thought maybe it was just an April Fool's joke that dropped a little bit late. But but no, the uh, kind of the the franchise for AEW for the the first year or so of their existence is going to be coming on WWE programming. Uh, Marco, what do you think about this? How how much AEW talk are we going to get on this episode? Um, yeah, I've been I've been seeing a lot of like interviews and stuff with different people. You know, they're saying like, oh, you know. They they're gonna be too scared. Oh, Stone Cold's gonna be too scared to ask like AEW questions oh, no. and all that stuff. And Stone yeah, Cold no, does not care. Yeah, no. If you if you if you've ever watched any of the Broken Skull sessions or listened to his podcast, he definitely he's definitely not he, gonna be. He likes not to ask, shy he likes to ask the hard hitting questions. Remember yeah. his interview with Dean? He was like, "Give the people what they want." <laughs> he was like, "He was like making Dean Ambrose so uncomfortable." I was just <laughs> like, like, "Oh, why God. are you sitting there like a dummy? Say something." But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah. But yeah, no, I think there's going to be some AEW uh, talk. I mean, they already did. Uh, uh, if you guys seen that little clip of they do like a list of Jericho where it's like a one word association thing. And Stone Cold like fires a fires a word at him and then Jericho answers. And he mentioned Sammy Guevara on it. So, I mean, they didn't block his yeah. name out. They didn't beep it out or anything like that. So I think you're definitely going to get some. A- you, you Obviously, you could talk about the WWE career that Chris Jericho had. But like they're going to talk about the current stuff. They're going to talk about what's going on now with AEW. Um how that came yeah. about, like what, because what what Vince's blessing was, like what his thoughts were, and all that stuff. Because you know Jericho had those conversations uh, yeah. with with Vince McMahon when it happened. So yeah, no, I definitely think you're gonna get get that talk and stuff like that. And I mean, neither one of them are gonna hold back at all. This is just wild to see as a long a long time fan because I think back to during the Monday Night Wars that you know there was no way that they would have a WCW talent just show up on uh, on Raw or on really any kind of WWE programming. Yeah. So it's very progressive that this is even happening. Um, I assume that this is just kind of a one-off because Chris Jericho and Vince McMahon do have such a good relationship. But but let's say that you know Tony Khan and Vince McMahon are kind of already in cahoots backstage, and, and we get some sort of joint show between WWE and AEW. You guys get to book one match. You know, you're up first. W- what match are you booking for a uh, WWE oh my gosh. AEW Super Show? I don't know. I only get to book one. That's not fair. Um, I don't know. Uh, Champa versus Hangman. That would be pretty freaking mm. awesome. Can I say another one? I have another one right off the top of my head. Or I'll let Marco sure. go first, and then if nobody if if nobody picks this match, then I'll I'll share it. I have two. I have to throw this one out there because I know <laughs> Seth, Seth will be very upset about by this. You had you had to go Cody Randy Orton, right? You had to go with the. Uh... I mean, if you want a squash match on the card, then yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of legacy. Former legacy associates, they were get Ted DiBiase back as the special guest referee. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta bring that back up, and you know you go with the families and stuff like that. Whose family was better with a better father and all that stuff? Can you even Um, can you even imagine what kind of like shenanigans Cody would pull if they if like they started teaming with WWE on or like collaborating, and he was just had to like show that he was like the big dog in town. He would he would just. Oh, I can't even yeah. imagine the pomp and circumstance that would I be, d- you know. <laughs> you have Randy Orton bring out the Stardust suit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Like Randy Orton, like you know, he's not going to cut back any of the promos. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna talk his stuff on there. So yeah, what's, uh, what's match, your other but, match? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, my other match would probably be MJF and uh, King Corbin. 
Mainly because what? of the promos. Oh my not, not, God. not even a match. That's a promo off. Because because if, you, if you're on the Twitter land, because you're on the Twitter machine, as I like to say, there's this like weird feud of WWE fans and AEW fans on who has who's the who's hated most out of the wrestlers. Um, so like that's what I, I would throw them two together to see who would hate the other one the most, MJF oh or King gosh. Corbin. And you guys already hate it. So I did my yeah, job. Yeah, that's funny. Right there. See, I always uh, <laughs> I always put NJF more akin to like the Miz. I, I feel like they're they're counterparts. You know, they're kindred spirits out there more than than yeah. Baron Corbin. So I, I would thought MJF and Miz could be a good yeah, one if you're looking for a good old hate fest. Uh, for me, there's two matches. So the first one that comes to mind is I, I would. This isn't my official answer because this is just too easy. But I think Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns. They're arguably the two best professional wrestlers in the world right now, and that would just be a titanic matchup as far as straight up, you know, super duper stars going head to head at the peak of their power. So that'd be cool. But my answer, the match I personally would really want to see, I've been wanting to see it for years is the young bucks versus the Usos. I think they're the two best tag teams in the world. And I just feel like that match would be electric seeing seeing those four guys get in there and, uh, and tear it up. The young bucks had been getting the hype from all the, the hardcore internet fans for years as the best tag team. But even before the Usos went like, you know, Samoa Gangster Squad or whatever, when they were still rocking the paint and all the color, all the, you know, colorful gear, yeah. I still said they were the best tag team in the world. Those yeah. guys just couldn't put on a bad match. And uh, yeah, I, I think Usos and Young Bucks would just be, uh, you know, a match of the decade type contender. I think it'd be match of the year automatic. It'd be one of the best tag team matches that we'd ever see if there was some way you could book it. Uh, who do you guys want to see next? Sheena, pick somebody you want uh, another dream guest for Broken Skull Sessions going on in the, in the future. Um, I have to, I think Kenny would be good. I think, you know, just kind of talking about why he decided like not to go the WWE route. I would like to see Stone Cold kind of like, you know, needle him on that a little bit and see what his what his deep dark um secrets are about why he, you know, chose not to go to WWE. Um so I'd like to I'd like to have Kenny on there. Marco, how about you? Are we talking just AEW or anybody? No, anybody. Anybody in the world of wrestling. Oh man, there's a couple I'd like I'd like uh Stone Cold interviewed. Um definitely The Rock. The Rock has to make an appearance on there at some point. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to happen if he if there if he does like show up at a mania, um, it, whether it be next year or the year after. I, I think that would happen. Um, yeah, Steve Austin talked about. That. He said that they have had conversations about him coming on the podcast, and Rock wants to do it. But but Steve said, you know, if they do it, they definitely want to take the time to make it. You know, is yeah, it's make like it worthy hours. of how big a deal it's going to be for him to come on, and uh, and it's just it's hard working around the rock schedule because the dude's just constantly working. Yeah, yeah. The only other only other one just just with shits and giggles because I I think they have like kind of like a a good rapport would be Booker T. Um, just him, you know, Stone Cold talking yeah. about obviously like asking questions about his past, but like then getting into like their the weird beginnings of Booker T when he kind of when he he injured Stone Cold when he first uh when he was first in the WWE um that whole thing and then obviously like the the supermarket yeah. brawl and all I that I think he and, actually broke Stone Cold's hand. Yeah, he broke his hand and like that there was that like that whole weird um time that he had after that but uh yeah I'd like to see them talk about that and obviously go in depth on the uh the supermarket uh brawl that they had and stuff like that cuz that's that's iconic. Oh yeah, what is price check on jackasses? Yeah. <laughs> The the two I'd want to see is uh, Hulk Hogan. I just think that'd be cool. You know, that's really the one one of the big matches we never got was Steve Austin versus Hollywood Hogan when it seemed like it might happen in 2002. So I think Hulk would be a pretty compelling guest. And then 
I'd love to see him get on there with Roman. You know, Steve Austin's yeah. always been so big into getting into the psychology of wrestling and specifically the fan reactions to wrestlers. And I'd love to see Steve Austin get in there and uh, just kind of talk to Roman about all the struggles he had getting over as a as a solo star. Um, they recently re-released the Steve Austin and Wade Keller's um, review of the 2015 Royal Rumble on the Steve Austin Classics on his podcast yeah. feed. And I listened to it and... You know, Steve just had some really, really deep insights into to that night, why everything went so wrong for Roman. And he basically got booed out of Philadelphia, despite having the rock come in and give him the big cosign. So I think Roman would be really, really interested. And, and like you mentioned, Steve Austin's not going to back down. He's going to ask the hard questions and, and make his guests get a little bit uncomfortable. All right. So without further ado, it's time to get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to. All right, Marco, I need you to redeem yourself, man. 2021 has not been kind to you on the predictions. Sheena's been wiping the mat with you show each each and every show. But you got two nights worth of WrestleMania. We got 14 matches plus a bonus tiebreaker round. I think you're going to get the crown back. You're going to do it for the fellas, okay? Are you hyped I, I, up? I'm hyped up. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't say wipe the match. She, it was one match that she got over. That's the problem. So that's, 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 Dominique Stretto to, told us it doesn't matter, dude. Winning is winning. <laughs> yeah, I know. If it's by <laughs> an inch, quarter inch, quarter like mile. Yep. Dominique yeah. Toretto can do something. I, I appreciate you somewhere. putting me over, though, Seth. Yeah. All right. So we'll kick it off. Sheena's going first. Night one of WrestleMania. We got Bad Bunny and Damian Priest going up against Miz and Warson. Sheena, what's your pick? Um, I'm going with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I just think that they they're kind of, you know, they they've got all the momentum behind Damian Priest right now. Um, we got a new Damian Priest figure coming out and um I just think they've, they've paired him with Bad Bunny who is, you know, arguably one of the the biggest stars in the world and yeah, I think uh I think I'm going with them. All right, Marco. Yeah, I'm going with uh BB and DP. <laughs> Over, uh, over Miz Yikes. and Morrison. What? Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like, uh, I feel like Damian Priest could probably beat Miz and Morrison in a handicap match right now. Yeah. So honestly, as long as Bad Bunny just stays out of the way and if he can con- yeah. contribute absolutely anything, they should be able to roll to an easy victory. Yep. All right, up next, we got a good old fashioned grudge match. Cesaro going up against Seth Rollins. Marco, what's your pick? Man, Cesaro on the big stage, mm-hmm. one-on-one match. Is this is this his first one-on-one match on a Mania? Yeah, it, it is. is. This is definitely the yep. uh, the biggest match he's ever had at WrestleMania. Probably the biggest match of his career, I'd say. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Since I mean, they've had a long history, even before WWE. Uh, so, like in the Indies, going going back and forth with each other and stuff like that. And they're like best friends. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. Does I mean? I'm gonna go with Cesaro on this one. I think wow. uh, Cesaro's gonna pull the pull the victory out. I think his first match at Mania, um, he's all hyped up. He's in a, I mean, he's pound for pound probably one of the strongest guys in the company. Um, you know, Seth Rollins. I mean, he he's done it all. He's he's been at Mania. He's main evented. He's he's won titles. He's done everything. I you know I think he's I think it's I think it's his time to uh, gracefully bow out and uh, let Cesaro, the, the Swiss Superman. Uh, take his rightful place in the annals of WrestleMania history. So Cesaro is my All right, Sheena. 
Yeah, I'm going with Cesaro as well. You guys know I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. I love Seth Rollins. I just feel like um, in this situation, Cesaro has more to gain from this victory. So I think he's going to be like fighting his ass off. Um, And even even in defeat, I think with this match, I think Seth Rollins isn't going to lose anything. Um, But you can never count Seth Rollins out. He has a pretty insanely good track record at uh at wrestlemania i think um he's lost one out of all of his wrestlemania matches mm-hmm. oh no sorry two randy orton he lost randy orton but he ended up with the ti- with the uh heavyweight title that night so i mean i wouldn't really call that a a loss you know what i mean yeah. so um yeah i think Seth's won in this one uh like you said he's got a solid track record at wrestlemania he actually lost to kevin owens last year and there's no way that Seth's gonna drop uh his match at wrestlemania two years in a row so it's gonna be a hell of a match and i think seth is gonna win up next we got the steel cage match between shane mcmahon and bu- 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 braun Strowman. sheena you're up first uh i'm gonna go with bu- 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 braun um i think I don't think I he's mean he's doing it for all the stupid people. He's doing it for all the stupid on, people. Uh, yeah. Night. So all you stupid people out there, you should be rooting for Braun. There's a lot of you guys out there. Not not listeners of this show. So, um, but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, be, be, be oh God, beyond geez. the list beyond the that listeners. That was Sheena that said that. Let's figure out. Straight, Marco straight, did not say just that. Shooting, just shooting. Yeah. Um, like I said, not not our not our people, but uh, there's lots of them out there. So I'm I'm saying Braun is going to have the you know all the energy from all the the idiots out there, and he's going over Shane McMahon. Hmm. Marco. Yeah, I have to agree. It's I mean, it's in a steel cage. No getting in, no getting out. It definitely Braun Strowman's going to have his way with uh, Shane. But Shane is an intellectual, so he'll probably figure out a way to get out of that steel cage. Um, you know, to jump off of something, and, go off the top of it. Yeah, yeah, go off the top at some point. But uh, the other the the funny thing is he uh, he posted uh, uh, Braun Strowman posted something on his Instagram. Like I think it was from the promo that he cut. Um, from SmackDown, where he was inside the steel cage, and you know, like in, on your Instagram, you could put like your location, yeah, where, where you're at, and he put steel cage. Um, but guess how he spelled steel? Oh no, S T E A L. No, S T E E L E. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I'm well. still going with Braun, though. <laughs> so I actually think I think Shane is going to win this one. You know, just like with the takeover card, I'm going to zag where you guys are zigging. Uh, you got to think back to Braun's history in steel cage matches. Remember at, uh, I think it was Money in the Bank. If It was either Money in the Bank or it was the show between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam back in 2018. He had a steel cage match with Kevin Owens. And you guys remember how that one ended? They were both up at the top of the cage and Braun threw Kevin Owens off the top. Uh, so even though, you know, Kevin Owens smashed through the table, he still won the match because he had both yeah. feet on the ground first. Sure. And I think Braun, you know, obviously Shane's been pointing out that Braun's not the most intellectual guy out there. And I think he's going to make a similar mistake again. I think so they're going to get in a situation uh, where, where they're both perched up top and, and Braun's going to let his emotions get the best of him and he's going to toss Shane off there. And we know Shane's got no problem falling from very, very great heights and, and crashing and burning. So yeah. I think Shane's going to steal this one. And, uh, you know, there's we we also know from the last few years of watching wrestling that going behind the scenes and breaking kayfabe, there's nothing WWE loves more than stretching out a Shane McMahon storyline about four months too far. For the so, love of God. Yeah. I, know. I think this, we're going to see is gonna carry, this is going to carry us to SummerSlam. Yeah, I think Shane and Braun are going to be going for a few months longer, and that can't happen unless Shane wins round one at mm. WrestleMania. Mm. 
All right, up next is a match that even though the build for this has been straight garbage, I'm actually pretty intrigued by and I think should be a pretty cool match to watch. It's the New Day defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against AJ Styles and Omos. Um, Marco, you're up first on this one. Man, as much as it pains me to say this, because I, I think I I think I expressed how much I have no interest in this match whatsoever. I think on the last uh, episode we had, um, I think I'm, I'm going to go with AJ and Omos, just because WWE loves throwing. I mean, they're not really thrown together. They've been together for like for a while now. Yeah, they but haven't this been is almost his uh, first appearance or you know yeah. first match. So I think it's going to be some some to the some to the point where like you're not expecting expect the unexpected. Almost is probably going to be some like super crazy athletic dude, something like that. And it's going to be just like a, a spectacle, if anything. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to pick AJ and almost to defeat the New Day mm. and be the new tag team champions. All right, Shana, your pick. Yeah, this one was tough for me um, because, like you know, my, my gut is just like, yeah, the New Day is going to retain because that's just what they do. Um, but like like Marco said, there could definitely be a swerve in this situation, and AJ's never been the tag champ, right? AJ um, no. no. AJ has never had never. The team championships. Uh, and that's probably definitely something that he wants to do before he'll he, be a grand slam know. champ if he wins that one. Yeah. So he's got extra motivation going into this match. Yikes. Okay. I'm going with AJ and almost. I think uh, you know, I think they're gonna pull it off. Yeah, I agree. It's the big man's debut. AJ's gonna be thirsty to become a grand slam champ. I think they win hundred percent. I'm with you guys. All right. All right, up next we got what is rumored to possibly be the main event, still kind of unclear. Sasha Banks defending the women's champ the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Uh Sheena, you're up first on this one. So this one's been really tough for me too, just because um when the when the when the match was announced, like my immediate thought was like, oh, Bianca's going all the way with this one. But because the build has been kind of lackluster um, since this match was announced, um, I've kind of, you know, been back and forth on what's what's going to happen here and how this is all going to shake out and who's going to come out on top. Um, Sasha, I uh, she has never won at WrestleMania in a WrestleMania match. Um, I heard uh, SGG mention that today and I was like, really? I can't believe, you know, I don't know why. Um, I oh, Well, no, she won. Didn't they win the tag champs at WrestleMania, right? The no, they lost the belts to the no, they Iconics. Lost the belts oh, that's yeah, they, right. They lost yeah. the belts and, well, to the Iconics. That's what caused Sasha to walk out Have for her like meltdown. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, Sasha's never won at, at WrestleMania in any match that she's been in. Um, and Bianca being, you know, kind of the green rookie, never being in a WrestleMania match before, I feel like maybe the bright lights will be too much for her and she, you know, the, the wily veteran will get over. So, I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm going with Sasha Banks. All right, Marco. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one was tough, too. I'm, I'm tennis balling this one like crazy. Yeah. Going back and forth on who just this, different this scenarios. Could, this is like could literally go either way. You know, some matches they, you're like, OK, this is this is the way it's going to end up. But yeah, this one could go either way easily. Yeah. Um. Uh, my thought process is. Uh, like you kind of brought it up, this this uh, feud has kind of like fizzled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, hope maybe something will happen. I don't think it's going to um, be a main event for sure. I don't. I definitely yeah. don't feel like this is main event worthy. No. Um, even I, I'm going to go still say Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre and main event worthy mm-hmm. either. So they can go either way or oh, both, either true. one of those matches. Um, but 
Yeah, depending on what happens on uh, SmackDown, um, to like put some more fire into this into this feud. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm going with Bianca on this okay. one. I don't know why. Um, mainly because you know you know she uh, Sasha's never won at her Mania, but she's never had a one on one match at Mania. All her losses have been in a different type of stipulation, never a one on one match. So that was another thing that. Um, that was brought up though. Oh, that was that I found anyway. So, I mean, she could win her first one-on-one match at mania or since she's never had a one-on-one match at mania, she could lose. So 50, 50, um, either way, chance. Yeah. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Bianca only because, and this is kind of stupid. Um, (laughs) Becky Lynch, she had a WrestleMania shirt. Remember the WrestleMan Ia shirt? Yeah. And Bianca Belair has the wrestle, the EST, WrestleMania shirt. Oh. They wouldn't do that for no reason. <laughs> She's winning. The oh my god! Marco's going to the merch stand for his picks. I'm going uh, to the merch stand for my uh, for my pick. I think Sasha retains here. I think you kind of nailed it, Marco, when you said it seems like the momentum behind Bianca just fizzled out a little bit, and I think Sasha's just ready to shine her brightest under under the big lights of WrestleMania, and, mean, and she's not dropping that strap. Yeah. So yeah, and the, I think and the Sasha benefit. Wins. Is- the benefit You'll, of that too is that we could carry that through SummerSlam. You know, no. like this is this is a feud that can could continue to build, and we could really act, we could get rid of you know all the BS and like actually make this into something interesting and make it like a savage fight at SummerSlam. You know, yeah. See, I mean, that was my other pick. Too. My other choice was for the for for Bianca to win. Was this feud cannot go on any longer? <laughs> I don't. Oh, I don't wow. think personally. I don't. I, I mean, just from what it is now, like how. How could you add to it? Well, like, I mean, it, you, we don't we don't know what we're going to see at WrestleMania. So, I mean, yeah. that might be that might be opening a brand new chapter and that might be the the fire. You know what I mean? The gas on the True. fire that we need to kick this thing off and just be like, holy S word. Like, you know, this is crazy. You can True. cuss in here. You don't have to say holy S word. Yeah, I, I like I mean, to I like to keep the you know, I like to keep my my cusses for, you know, really emphatic moments when I want to, you know, drop some. I, I also like to go on record and say Seth thought. uh Finn Balor was going to retain, and Karrion Cross is going to the main roster. Yeah, I, I, I ran down Seth's uh, NXT <laughs> card. You, you and I were—we smoked him on the NXT <laughs> card. So. so, you guys may have done better on the predictions, but I would dare say that it would have been an infinitely more interesting show if they went with the the finishes that I that I booked. But oh well. Fair <laughs> We'll move on to the big match for night one: the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley defending against Drew. McIntyre and Marco, you pick first. Uh, as much as as much as it pains me again, yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre, I think, is winning the title back again from uh, from Bobby Lashley to have that to have that lost mania moment that he didn't have last year with mm-hmm. the with the fanless uh, WrestleMania. So going with Drew on this one, Sheena. Yeah, I got to go with Drew too. Mania, um, you know they they. They like to send the the fans home, you know, happy. So I think, you know, Bobby Lashley being a heel and, you know, kicking his faction to the curb and everything. I think Drew McIntyre is just going to come in and make him wish that he had, you know, all those guys behind him. So I think I'm going with Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to stick to kayfabe. I think Bobby Lashley's just been tripping ever since he won the belt. You know, he got rid of the Hurt Business, which those guys powered him to the main event scene. And then as soon as he has the belt, he gets rid of them. Uh, I don't think his mind's in a good place. And like you said, I think Drew is ready to deliver in front of the fans because he was one of the true MVPs of the the quote-unquote pandemic era. 
of WWE. Um, let me pose this question to you guys. Who do you guys think the fans are going to be behind, though? This is the first time that we've had fans in the stands in over a year. And Drew, as much as he carried it, I feel like there's maybe a touch of staleness coming in on his babyface mm-hmm. run, which is mm-hmm. it's no knock on Drew, but it's just incredibly yeah. difficult to be a babyface in the modern era of wrestling. And Bobby Lashley has really kind of had that organic build that, uh, kind of rose up there towards the end of 2020 and the early parts of this year that got him to that world championship level. So who do you guys think the fans are going to be cheering for when they come out on Saturday night? I think, I mean, well, I don't know now that, now that Bobby's got his, um, you know, horse hitch, hitched to the, uh, Baron Corbin wagon. I mean, Drew McIntyre might end up getting all the cheers, but if that weren't a factor, I would say the crowd would definitely be behind Bobby Lashley because the hurt business was over like Rover. And I think, you know, he, he definitely is going to continue to get the rub from that. But, uh, Mm. yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Drew because people hate Baron Corbin so much. What do you think Marco? Yeah, I don't think it's, I think they're definitely going to chair Drew McIntyre over Bobby Lashley. Um, not because of the not because of Baron Corbin, but I think because he broke up the Hurt business, essentially. And I think that was I think if the Hurt business was still intact, he's definitely he's definitely getting cheered over. Uh, yeah, I think Drew that McIntyre. was the biggest oh, yeah. motivation. If yeah. he uh, yeah if, yeah if if he makes that that big entrance at Mania, and he's got Shelton and Cedric with him, and they're rocking yeah. some some. WrestleMania swag, there's no way he's getting booed. I think that would look yeah. so badass. And I'm still just, you know, breaking kayfabe for a minute. I'm completely puzzled as to why that faction needed to get broke up before Mania. You know, yeah, have him break it up doesn't after make Mania. any sense. Yeah. If, if Drew if Drew beats him at Mania, then that give Bob, that gives Bobby an excuse. He can blame those guys for not backing him up enough. But Yeah, and breaking yeah, kayfabe even further, it. I mean, we're only going to have, like, a certain amount of fans in the, you know, in the yeah. arena. So it's not even going to be a packed arena. So they can still finagle the crowd noise and like pipe yeah. in crowd noise with the way that they want it to go. So I don't know why they felt like they needed to get Bobby Lashley organic heat. Like why didn't they just pipe in some booze and pipe in some, you know, hisses and, you know, let those guys stay together because yeah, can you imagine like the, the visual of that, like all those guys standing up on stage, like coming down to the ring together, like it would be freaking insane yeah yeah it would be pretty cool let's move on to our last match of night one of mania so uh, we had this one last just because it's leading into something for night two this is the tag team turmoil match uh these matches are always pretty interesting because half the time they end up deciding who wins the chick-fil-a show prediction championship because they're such wild cards you know we saw it with the gauntlet match on night one of takeover so in this one, we have Lana and Naomi taking on Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, taking on the Riot Squad of Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, And last but not least, Natty and Tamina. Um, Sheena, you're up first. Who's your pick to win this one? Um, I got to go with the Riot Squad simply because they're the only legitimate tag team in this whole women's tag team turmoil match. Um, I just, I can't imagine any one of these other tag teams going on to the next night and showing up and facing um, Naya and Shayna, you know, so I'm going to go with the Riot Squad. All right, Marco, what's your pick? This is going to sound crazy. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. boy. <laughs> um, only because they've been pushing these two like crazy over the past few weeks as a powerhouse team. Um, I'm going to go with Natty and Tamina. I knew you were going to say that. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh. No, they're definitely. I, I, hey, <laughs> just breaking kayfabe they've been they've been the 
they've been having the uh the the push like crazy as this like team that comes on just destroys everybody. Yeah. So what what better what team? You look at all three all actually how many? Four of these teams? One, two, three, yeah. Um what what team has like a better chance of beating um Nia Jax and um, I mean, both, both Natalia and, and Tamina are both second generation superstars. So, I mean, no, they, yeah. do, they, yeah. do have, they do have the lineage. Yeah. Yeah. They have the technical prowess as well as the powerhouse. So they have that kind of like the like the same type of team going against Nia Jack. So Natty and Tamina, that's my pick. All right. Uh, while we got a break between the two shows, let me pose you guys a question. So she was definitely one of the MVPs along with Drew McIntyre and the Hurt Business of the the kind of pandemic era there in the PC and stuff, but she is nowhere to be found on night one or two of WrestleMania. Why the hell is Bailey not being featured on this show? Um, I would, I would actually go back and say she was definitely the MVP, not one of the, yeah. she's definitely the, yeah, the, I think the, it was her and Sasha for sure. Yeah. She's the one that turned around. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, Bailey was there and then Sasha kind of like hitched on to, to Bailey during that last, during last year right. anyway. Um, it wasn't the other way around. So I definitely give all the all the all star, all the MVP, all the accolades definitely to um, to Bailey. There's a reason why PWI named her number one uh, women's wrestler of, of uh, 2020. So, I mean, I, I have no clue why she's not on the sh- on either on either night. Uh, I think that's kind of like a I hate to use the word travesty, but it is. Mm-hmm. It's almost blasphemy that they don't have her on either either nights where she where she kind of like carried the the women's division all of last year even into this year um i i have no answer for her why she's not i haven't read anything about like any issues or if she's injured or or what's going on she's just taking a vacation who knows taking no a clue. vacation just, during mania it's, week it's pretty wild because out of the four horsewomen sasha's the only one on the show you know becky still had the baby a couple months ago yeah. bailey's just nowhere to be found and charlotte's also kind of just up and vanished and was, um was, a couple weeks I, I also, I also want to add. I also want to add. I was right about Charlotte not being on the show. Yeah, hey, you, you, should, you should never sure say, she's never say get never. Added in. Yeah, yeah, they can still can bring her out on SmackDown. Media. Yeah, they can bring her out on SmackDown tomorrow night and add her to the Sasha Banks and Bianca no, match. That's not happening. No. She's not. She's nowhere <laughs> so, to be found. Who do you guys think is most likely to show up out of uh, Charlotte, Bailey, and Becky? Who are we most likely to see at WrestleMania? Zero. None of them. Really. really? Yeah. I think I could see both Bailey and Charlotte. You know, I mean, not maybe not both, mm. but either one showing up. Um, maybe but, Bailey. Yeah, yeah, not Charlotte or Becky. Neither one of them too. So it, this is WrestleMania. It's the first show in front of live fans in over a year. We know how Vince McMahon books for the moments. Could you imagine the pop? No, regardless of who wins after the Oscar and Rhea Ripley match. If the winner's celebrating, all of a sudden Becky's music hits and she doesn't even got to do anything. Just come out and give them a little stare down. You know what I mean? I feel like the place yeah. would erupt. And then we don't even need to see Becky for another five or six months. But just give us a little tease that, you know, she's coming back for the belt that she never lost. I think that would be mm. epic. So I'm yeah. going to go ahead and try to speak that into existence and say that we're going to see Becky Lynch at WrestleMania this weekend. 
possible. Yeah, real quick, um, you know, breaking down the fourth wall, I'm reading some stuff right now. It says that um, Bailey had pitched some ideas for WrestleMania 37, but they all just kind of got shot down. And she was telling this person that she was doing the interview with, she said, I, she's like, I cannot give you an honest answer, dude. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. It just didn't happen. And and then she goes on to say, if there was uh, if there was something, I don't know if I would even tell you guys to spoil it. But yeah, um, it's OK. I'll be here for a long time and I might just, you know, jump the barricade and steal my own moment if they won't give me one. So, yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's quite the bummer, you know? Yeah. I can see her getting involved in the Sasha and Bianca match one way or another. Um, either, either reuniting with Sasha and helping her out or, um, or kind of, you know, being the final, the final straw that breaks the camel's back and helping Bianca, uh, finish Sasha off. So I can, I can totally see her coming in and causing, uh, costing Bianca the match. So that way it doesn't, you know, they've, they've put a lot of energy into, you know, putting the rocket on Bianca. And I think it would be a nice way to not, not cut down Bianca for losing to Sasha at mania. You know what I mean? Like still keep her strong, um, and allow her to like get a little more, you know, experience under her belt. I think you want that to happen because you don't want to lose the prediction championship. That's why you want uh, <laughs> Bailey to. <laughs> and even as as much of a feud as her and Bailey, as Sasha and Bailey had um, last fall, you know they got the kind of history that they could be back best friends. You know, in the blink of an <laughs> yeah. eye, with just oh, a little, yeah. if, if, just a little assist to help win a big match. And I think yeah, all and it's believable. Over. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they they can come back together, and you know they're just the type of people that they have that toxic relationship where it's like a love a love hate relationship. And you know, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see those two back together. Yeah, they're each other's worst best friends. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Paige. <laughs> Paige. All right, let's get into night two. So we're going to pick up right where we left off from night one. So, Sheena, you're going to go first. So give me the Riot Squad versus Shayna and Nia Jax. Who wins mm. that one? Um, I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Shayna and Nia Retain. I think, um, you know, as much as I... I don't really care. You know, they, they've kind of just lost me. I mean, they're, they're okay, but, um, I'm going to say Shayna and I, I don't see anybody from that batch of women from the, you know, eliminator match dethroning them. All right. And Marco, Natty and Tamina against Shayna and I, um, yeah, definitely go with Naya and Shayna on that one. Um, mainly because I mean, they're obviously they're great together. They prove that they are a, a formidable tag team. Um, I think Natty and Tamina will definitely take him to task. Um, it's not going to be like a like a full sweep or by any means like a like a burial for uh, Natty and Tamina. It's just I think I think I picked them mainly because they're like a like I said they're like a a formidable opponent to to Shane and Nia. So, um, but I'm definitely I'm going with Shane and Nia to retain. I don't think All they're right. going to lose them at any time soon. All right, Seth. All right. Hey. This is a match we've seen probably a couple hundred times, but this will be the first time ever at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Marco, mm-hmm. what's your pick? Man, this was this was actually tough for me because Sami's been on a roll for the past since he's since he's hit. Actually, he came back last year, right? Uh, during Sammy? the pandemic, yeah, yeah Sammy came back because remember he came back with uh, claiming he was the real Intercontinental Champion. Oh, yeah. that's right, yes, that's right. match. Yeah, so ever since then, he's been pretty much on a roll. Um, and you know them being, you know, their first, you know, WrestleMania match together, uh, them being the longtime friends, and I think this is like the the culmination of their uh, their fight forever saga that they have going on. Um, man. I think I'm gonna go with Sammy for some reason. I have a feeling it's 
It's his time. It's his time to shine. Sammy Zane. I'm going to go okay. with Sammy. Sheena? I'm going the opposite. I'm going with KO. I just think KO is just such a powerhouse. Um, he's going to show up at WrestleMania. This match is going to be outstanding. I cannot wait to to see this. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with KO. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm gonna side with Marco. I think Sami Zayn's gonna win. You know, he's been talking about uh, you know his conspiracy theories and stuff about how WWE's out to screw him, and I think he's finally gonna be one step ahead of you know whatever Invisible Man's out there uh, messing with all his <laughs> matches, and, and we'll see Sami win. Plus, he's got uh, was it Logan Paul is gonna be at his side, so yep. you know maybe he can get in involved in the finish somehow and help finish off KO. But it should be a hell of a match. I know those guys; they're they're best friends in real life, so they're gonna be very motivated to go out there and tear the house down. So two people that aren't best friends, The Fiend and Randy Orton. So this is a WrestleMania rematch from WrestleMania 33, four years ago. Me and Sheena were in the house when Bray Wyatt tried to uh, use a projector with spooky bugs on it to, uh, you know, kind of psych out Randy Orton. And, and uh, Randy Orton was like, nah, dog, I'm just going to RKO you. <laughs> and uh, became the, the new world champion, one of the most underwhelming matches of all time. Um, but they're running it back. It's not actually no stipulations on this. I kept waiting to hear that it was going to be a, uh, you know, Firefly Funhouse match or, you know, a casket match, something, hell in the cell, really anything. But There's still time. Yeah, true. It is, they keep time. it a secret. But, uh, but yeah, you know, in the last two times these guys fought, it ended with Bray Wyatt literally being set on fire. So I don't know how you're going to top it in the blow off here at Mania, but we're going to see the Toasty Fiend going up against Randy Orton. And Sheena, you're up first. What's your pick? I am going with The Fiend. I feel like this is the stage for him to really show what he's made of and pull out all of the, you know, (laughs) magical superpowers that he has um, and just demolish Randy Orton. All right, Marco. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with The Fiend as well. I think this is the... uh, this is the end of the, this is the end of the road for the uh, the Randy Orton fiend um, storyline. Um, I think Randy's he's been on a run. He's been on a great run. Yeah, probably one of the best runs of his of his career right now. Um, but I think uh, the fiend's gonna put him to rest and uh, you know get the have the legend killer have the proper burial um, on media media night. So yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely the fiend over Randy Orton, and obviously Alexa is going to have some type uh, of. We got to keep it real. They invested a ton of money in this new uh, costuming and masks and stuff for the fiend. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. Yeah, you're not dumping all that cash in to see this dude take the L at Mania. I think the fiend is going to go over, (laughs) and and like you said, Marco, I think he's going to go over very, very strong. I don't know, man. I mean, breaking like real quick before we go on to the next. um, Bray Wyatt does not have a very good track record at WrestleMania. Well, the Fiend so. does, though. The Fiend, yeah, has the a fiend track beat John record. Cena last year. Yeah. Oh, that's that's He's right. Yeah. That's and right. And the other thing, the Fiend, yeah, and that was in he was avenging a loss. So you know, the Fiend Bray Wyatt lost to John Cena at WrestleMania 30, but he came back oh, at WrestleMania yeah. 36 and beat him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I actually He's, think he that, got extra motivation. Yeah, I think the WrestleMania track record actually plays into Bray Wyatt's favor on this one. Up next, we have the Nigerian drum match. So we always have a running joke on here talking about the coal miners glove on a pole match. <laughs> I think this might give it its run for uh, run for its money. Uh, Marco, before you make your pick, 
what in the blue hell is a Nigeria drum match even going to be? I I have no clue. I'll, I'll I'll be quite frank and honest and transparent with you. I have no clue. I what think a you have to take. I think you have to skin your opponent on stage, Whoa. and then you have to Good make God. make their flesh into a drum, and you have to beat a rhythmic tune to win the match. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, we did see we did see a man set on fire or a fiend set on fire. I know, we did see someone were, lose you, their eye. You guys were literally um, just talking about a guy getting set on fire. Yeah, and we saw Ray Mysterio lose an eyeball. And, but yeah, and we skinning, seen skinning your opponent and making yeah. a drum out of his yeah. human flesh. We seen him get thrown off a roof. He's crossing too. the line. Yeah, I mean, we Ray seen Mysterio, Ray Mysterio almost. We seen Baron Corbin commit murder as exactly. well. So who, she could be. She could. She and that could. Be could it, and, and nothing. None of those things have been as repug as watching. Um, people get smeared with, you know, Purina and dog food. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, true. I think uh, there's probably just going to be some drums set up at ringside that they're, you know, the guys can feel free to use as weapons. That, that'd be my guess. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe they'll go with Sheena's idea. Either way, they're fighting for the Intercontinental Championship. Marco, uh, how do you see this one playing out? I, I see uh, a Paul Cruz um, claiming victory over Big E. Mm. Um, at, at WrestleMania, get his WrestleMania moment, as well as uh, get his uh, his uh, championship uh, back, as well as I hope hopefully if it's anything like the Ace Ventura when Nature Calls match when uh when he faced that uh that guy and he's like and the dude's banging his head off the, <laughs> off the drums. If it's anything like that, I will be <laughs> thoroughly entertained yeah. uh, by that match. Um, Shane, what's your pick? Who's walking out with the Intercontinental Championship? I'm going with Big E, man. I think Big E mm. is going to carry carry this thing, um, you know, through SummerSlam, and then you know after SummerSlam, he's going to want you know bigger, better things, and he's going to catapult himself into the main event picture. So I am going with Big E. I think Big E is going on to bigger, better things, but I think it starts this week. I think Apollo Cruz is going to take that belt. He's motivated, and I think we'll see Big E take a moment to uh, kind of regroup and then move on up to that that Universal Championship picture because he's definitely ready for it. But yeah, I think Apollo Cruz it's his match, and you know if you make your own gimmick match, you can't lose the first one. So yeah, I think uh, I think Apollo is going to reign in the Nigerian Drum Match and become the new Intercontinental Champion. All right, Sheena, you're up first in this one. Matt Riddle defending the United States Championship against Sheamus. Um, so okay, I'm gonna go with Sheamus. Um, I just think you know they, Sheamus is a former champion. I just think that they've given him a lot of you know time recently, and you know he's got a lot of wind in his favor. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Sheamus. Uh, my my gut is telling me to pick Matt Riddle, but. Uh, my head is telling me to go with Sheamus for this for this big match, especially considering Matt Riddle's recent, you know, segments on TV. I just can't see him having his big mania moment. I think he's going to like, you know, his brain's going to crap out um, when he hits the big stage, and that's going to be it. <laughs> All right, Marco. Um, yeah, not 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 for those reasons, but I definitely I think uh, I think Sheamus is uh, uh, definitely yeah he's going to win. Um, the other thing too is I think that this match is going to be probably one of those brutal matches on Mania. Like they're going to kick the living crap out of each other. If, mm-hmm. if you watch any of uh, their encounters encounters before, um, you know Sheamus doesn't hold any hold any punches when he's Sheamus is a stiff worker. He yeah he, he and chops I enjoy the it. heck out of people. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see him and Walter at some point 
just oh, yeah. be delivering oh, crap out of each awesome, other. Awesome, man. Or Chomp in a three way. Yeah, it should Chompa, just be a bloody Walter. a bloody chest match. You know, first <laughs> oh, blood man. match. Whoever bleeds from the chest first is going to uh, win the match. Yeah, and I think another thing. I think Seamus is. You know, he says it on on Raw every week. Like he's out there to prove that he's the best. Um, and I, I think he's going to definitely do that at, at Mania. And you know, as much as crap uh, people give Sheamus, he's definitely one of the best uh, people that they have there, as far as like in ring capability and stuff like that, too. So you can always count on Sheamus to put yeah. on a solid match. It's, yeah. it's never going to yeah. be a stupid awesome. Sheamus in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. He's had the momentum. He had a, a really good run. I feel like there was a little bit more meat on the bone to be had. And that feud with Drew McIntyre, they could have yeah. built that up. A I think so. Yeah. But yeah, I think Sheamus takes it from Matt Riddle because Matt Riddle's kind of just running in circles right now. And Sheamus is hitting WrestleMania with a ton of steam. All right. So we're down to the two big ones for night two. We got Asuka defending the Raw Women's Championship against Rhea Ripley. Marco, you're up first. Oh, man. This was, this was another rough one. This is definitely yeah. another tennis ball match. Go either way. Right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this can go definitely either way. You can, you know, Asuka has, you know, she's she's had a losing streak at Mania, right? She lost to Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and it was, she wasn't out last year's Mania, right? Yeah, I think she was off the show. Yeah, that's right. So, um, I mean, her statistically not looking good for Asuka at a Mania. Mm-hmm. At 35, um, she did same thing win Rhea. the, uh, she won the Women's Battle Royal at 35, though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, same thing for Rhea. She lost, um. At last year's media, uh, she lost her NXT title, um, but she might be back for revenge. She might want to reclaim a title again. Yeah. Um, and what a date! What a debut would be if she just showed up. Obviously, she showed up on Raw, challenged Asuka uh, to a match of Mania, and then takes her title. So this is basically like Charlotte's sloppy seconds match going on right here. Whoa. We got yeah. So we got the, yeah. the Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. You know, I've seen. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, so. <sighs> this one, this one's definitely rough. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Rhea, Rhea Ripley. I think Oscar's gonna have a a nightmare on her hands at Ooh, Mania. See what you did there. Yeah. yeah, um, I'm I'm same. I'm gonna go with Rhea simply because you know, again, I was joking about you know the the sloppy seconds. All both of these women are amazing, and I I love both of them and their incredible talents. But I think Rhea is just going to kind of hopefully reignite the Raw Women's Championship because they, in it, no fault of Oscars, but they have literally not booked her. Like there will, there would be like sh- huge stretches of time where we wouldn't even see her on TV or on pay per view. And so I'm just, I don't know what what the deal is with her, why they don't book her correctly or you know give her give her the time or the shine that she deserves um even when she's champion you know i know that's kind of weird to say when somebody's a champion you're like oh you're not giving them the shine that they deserve but i think that's definitely um a unique case with Asuka. um so i think rhea ripley is gonna have her moment her mania moment uh to me this one's 50 50 man i i really cannot call this one and when I'm in that situation, I tend to think that the champ is going to retain. So I'm going with Oscar just because, again, it's a coin flip match, and, and I think she's somehow going to retain. And again, I think the big story on this one is going to be Becky Lynch coming out at the end of it to just to confront her and just you know, like I said, just remind her who the man is. So I'm hoping that happens. True, I think but we think. Do you think that's going to happen? I think if Rhea has her her mania moment, I can't imagine that Becky comes out at Mania. Wouldn't you think it would be like next, like the next night on Raw? Wouldn't that yeah. make more sense? Because I, I think that's kind of shitty well, to kind there's of. There's not like, going to be fans at Raw though. Raw's going to be back in the Thunderdome. 
I think they want to have Becky's return be one of those WrestleMania moments where you see the fans just go electric. You know, that yeah, that's what, that's that, what makes yeah. me think Becky yeah, might, even possible. if it's a little bit ahead of schedule, that's what makes me think they might bring Becky back just for a one-off appearance. And then obviously she can come back, you know, six or seven months from now when she's ready. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it'll happen at Mania if it's going to happen this weekend. All right, it's main event time. Sheena, you're up first. It's the Universal Championship Triple Threat Match. Roman Reigns defending against Edge and Daniel Bryan. Who's your pick? Choose uh, wisely. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, this one is, um, I know we said this about the last match, but this one is really tough because they're, you know, I'm trying to think with my, like, storyline brain and not my, like, you know, behind the scenes uh, brain where it's just like uh, they want to send the fans home happy. So, you know, a, he- a heel edge would not be a good choice. And then, you know, Reigns winning again at WrestleMania. Um, it's just going to be like, okay, you know, whatever. But it doesn't seem like the right time to, to go with Daniel Bryan either. So mm. any one of these guys, I would be, <clears throat> I would be happy with winning. Um, but I'm probably not choosing wisely, but I'm going to go with Roman to retain. Mm. Marco? Man. Yeah, no, I, I tennis ball the crap out of this one again. This is another one of those things. It's it's hot potato. Yeah. Any one of these three guys, you can definitely see walking away with a title because they've all been or have been champions or are currently champions. Oh, man. Uh, I think... Uh, yeah, normally I would, you know, reins train. Yeah, running through everybody. I mean, and it's it's been a it's been a good run. Those those tracks have been uh pretty clean, no debris, uh, no changing directions yeah. on these tracks. But I think on the road to WrestleMania, they stop. Mm-hmm. That train comes to a halt, and it comes to an edge, oh. the edge of a cliff. <laughs> and I think. <laughs> Marco's writing poetry on air. Um, I think Edge is winning. I'm not. I don't think he's pinning Roman Reigns. I think he's pinning Daniel Bryan because yeah. uh, he kind of he has a gripe with Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan kind of inserted himself into this match all willy nilly. And I think he has something to prove, and he's just gonna he's gonna pin Daniel Bryan out of spite, mm. um, out of spite of Roman, and not even pin Roman. But he's definitely walking out the Universal Champion. I think. All right. I think Roman Reigns is the best professional wrestler in the world right now. And I think he's walking out of Mania as the champ. I think we're going to see this will be the third WrestleMania after 32 and 33 that ends with Roman Reigns standing tall at the end of the night. So it's going to be a hell of a show. We got two awesome nights of wrestling. um, And now it's time to get into Go Figure. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Go Figures, where we cover the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling figures and talk about what we've each added to our own personal collections. Reminder, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles, the 
number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at ringside. And here we go. All right, Marco, we got a huge week in figure news. Take us away. Yeah. Uh, just to build off of the Turnbuckle Tavern, uh, um, definitely check that out this week. I'm on there. Yours truly. Um, we go over some uh, some mania, some debates on uh, some mania questions. I believe we we go over if if uh, this mania was booked um, as a mania worthy event. That was yeah. one of the questions. The other question was, um, uh, what match would you what mania match would you change the finish of if you could go back and change it? Uh, the other one is who had a better career. Um, out of Undertaker or WrestleMania career, Undertaker or Shawn Michaels. So those are the three topics, and uh, yeah, definitely, uh, it's definitely worth a listen or a watch, depending on uh, if you watch on YouTube as well. Um, those guys are great. Um, and definitely recommend uh, anyone listen to that show. They're they're awesome guys. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the uh, to the figure news. We have a lot to get to today. Was kind of a a huge huge yeah. reveal day, but we'll start with the. Beginning of last week, uh, we recorded and all this stuff broke out after we recorded. Um, so they actually revealed the uh, Switchblade Jay White, uh, his retro style action figure with the packaging. Um, they, the pictures are, are floating around and stuff like that. Uh, I think it looks pretty awesome. Too, right? Isn't there like one in black pants and one in white pants? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That is true. And um, yeah, I've seen a lot of people like kind of like, you know, dogging the fact that the, you know, the 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 cardboard back um people are like kind of like you know why they keep on doing that why don't they change the packaging on it it's it's my thing is it's retro yeah if, if you get a retro figure you want the retro look you want the retro backing you want the you want the bubble in the front you, that's that's how it is it's i mean that's that's a nostalgia aspect of of having yeah. a retro or making a retro figure so yeah but I love this it. figure this figure is being released by nerds clothing but it's being produced by cello toys the same people that did the retro slash hasbro style uh nick aldis and the card on that figure is awesome yeah. man so you know i actually still got that sitting upstairs waiting to be unboxed um but it looks really really good so i think even if people are complaining about it right now, I think they're going to be very happy once they have this in hand. And I think it's going to fit in very nicely with the rest of their Hasbro retro collections. Yeah. I love it. I think, yeah, it's the, the figure is awesome. He's doing his, uh, his hand gesture and everything. It's, it's pretty sick. Like, I think we've, we've talked about this on the show, like just see, just the amount of retros that are coming out. Um, and we'll talk about, uh, later today, the, the, uh, later the on news. the show, the return, yeah. the big news of, uh, of retros. But, um, yeah, no, I'm definitely hyped about this. Speaking of retros, we'll move on to Zombie Sailor, friend of the show. Um, revealed, we didn't talk about this on the last show. He actually revealed the name of the line of his uh, retro style figures. It's called Heels and Faces. Love it. Um, so, he, yeah, I, I love it too. Uh, Heels and Faces Series 1. But uh, at the same time, he also revealed uh, the blueprint for uh, one, Earl Hebner. Uh, that bastard Earl Hebner. Yeah, he's getting his uh, figure. It looks like there's a variant of it too. Yeah. Um, on the blueprint, they show like the uh, there's like old a striped bow tie. shirt, and yeah, then the blue striped shirt. shirt, yeah, blue shirt with the bow tie. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Um, just getting an Earl Hebner figure, and uh, oh, just yeah. judging from what they what they've been putting out um, with the uh, the prototypes and stuff like that, the detail is is amazing. Oh yeah, on these. Yeah, we never had a, a ref or really kind of any of, the, any of these supporting characters in our Hasbro retro collection. So it's awesome that the Zombie Sailor is going to help us fill that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because you always have to use like your like a, a wrestler within the 
within the series to to be the referee in your in your figure federation. So great to have an actual like retro style um, referee, and who better to be Earl Hebner, uh, one of the originals. But um, so this next one, I'm not sure if it's still live. I haven't, I didn't get to check uh, before we went on the on on air, essentially. But um, the uh, Boss Fight Studios, they did a very limited uh, run, or they had leftover stock of the uh, Legends of Lucha Libre uh, Premium Wave One, which is a uh, Penta and uh, Ray Phoenix. Um, so they're it, also with the accessory kits as well. So the two. Um, the, like kind of like the hardcore accessory yeah. kits that they had. Um, I'm not sure if it's still live. It could be they could be all sold out right now. Uh, but they, I think they're doing another. I think they're doing a pre-order or something like that tomorrow, um, or maybe it was earlier today. I'm not sure. Um, if by the time you hear this, it probably doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but whatever, definitely go check a uh, uh, Boss Fight Studios uh, page just to see if it's still up up there because you, uh, you definitely don't want to miss out. Or you definitely go to uh, Ringside Collectibles. Um, and get them there as well. But uh, these figures are, I think we've yeah, talked about still, these. Pinta's still available. Awesome. I'm looking right now. So Pinta's definitely still available. Hold on. Okay. I'll, I'll check Phoenix while we're here on the air. Uh, accessory sets too. Yeah, it looks like they're all still, it is limited stock, but they are still all available right oh, awesome. now in Boss Fight. So, yeah, so definitely fast, get those. Though, don't hesitate because these, yeah, these, this first line was made in really, really limited quantities. Yeah, definitely. They, like I think I said this last week, definitely they're in the running for like figures of the year this year. Um, both of those. Yeah, these figures uh, are figures. incredible. So, yeah, definitely don't miss out on that because once they're gone, they're definitely gone. Um, we also got another uh, sneak peek. Uh, I'm not sure. Did you guys get to see the photos of this? Of the uh, Dynamite Kid uh, cello toys? Oh, yeah. And he comes with Matilda. Incredible, yes. man. Yeah, pretty. It's, incredible. I mean, like it's, it seems like uh, it's going to be like the year of the retro. Um, all these figures that are coming out. So Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, that, it's pretty awesome. Um, I think they had his actually his um, his daughter actually did a video um, talking about these uh, this figure as well. So just to give that kind of like stamp of approval on it, that it's actually like coming out and it's, it's a real thing. So um, yeah, it looks awesome. Even though the, the Hasbro British Bulldog has the long hair that was more uh, towards Davy Davy boy Smith singles run. It's still going to be awesome having both guys together. I think they're going to look very, very nicely together on your shelf um, when you display them together. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on to the, uh, to the reveals of the day. Cause there's, a, there's definitely a lot of them. Yes, hold on to your hats, <laughs> everyone. Um, so first, I was super excited about this one. Uh, ringside exclusive, Cactus Jack, ECW awesome Cactus figure. Jack. Yeah. Um, man, with the title, with the original ECW title, it soft goods beautiful. ECW yeah. shirt. Oh, so sick. What, yeah, thoughts? it's going to be an awesome figure. Mick Foley's run in ECW is so epic. It's the first time ever that we're getting the ECW Tag Team Championship. Mm. Um, our buddy uh, Gustador, if you're impatient and you you have to have a set right now, he does make a killer set of ECW Tag Team belts, but it's always good when you can get the official Mattel version of it. So yeah. figure's great. This is kind of an era of Mick Foley that we haven't seen explored yet as in Mattel's line, so... It's really really cool. Both the Cactus Jacks that we got so far were were from his WWE, like his uh, Attitude Era Cactus Jack run. So it's great that we're getting this this earlier version. And he just looks like a really really cool figure. So I cannot wait to add this one to my collection. Yeah, and, uh, and he is up, up for, for pre order yeah. on Ringside Collectibles right, right now. now. So definitely go ahead and pre order that. And you know, as always, use code Chick Foley. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, with the uh, 
this is this this next story. I'm kind of I have my own conspiracy about this one here. Um, so the uh, Mattel the WWE fan takeover wave two um, that was up for uh, pre order on Amazon that everyone's supposed to get shipped pretty much this month, but then it got pushed back to June. Yeah, for a lot of people, some people got figures, some people didn't. Um, I'm one of the people that got mine pushed back to June, which yeah, kind of stinks. Too. But um, but I, I have a kind of a theory on this. I think they were. I I think this was on purpose. Essentially, um, I think they were waiting for another stock to come in because they were up for pre-order. I'm not sure if they're up now on Amazon. I'm not sure if you want to do a live check again. But they are up again today once they announced it on the on the reveals. Interesting. Um, yeah, so they are back up on pre-order again today. So I have a kind of a theory that they're waiting for today. That's why it's pushed back to June, essentially. Okay. I don't know why, but. Yeah, it's just weird because, uh, you know, jumping the gun on weekly purchases a little bit. We actually got our Randy Orton uh, a couple of days ago, but the rest of the three, they're in the same boat. Originally, they were scheduled for April 13th and then they got pushed back to June. So it's just weird because I ordered all yeah. four of them within about, you know, 45 seconds of each other. So Me, same thing. Sure yeah, I'm not sure why um, only Randy made it in and the rest got delayed, but yeah, kind of oh fishy. Well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm hoping they don't end up getting canceled. I got to even though Amazon's been a little bit more reliable on the pre-orders than Walmart and Target. I'm still a little bit sketched out on this one. So hopefully yeah. they come in. I mean, it, it, I mean, we could have gone around about my uh, my interaction with one of the one of the gentlemen in that line. Yeah, they were just like, you know what, we this guy's not we cannot do a mass release of this figure right now. We're gonna lose yeah. money on it. Nobody I wants mean, this guy after they saw Marco just stomp out Xbox. I mean, yeah, they might they might wanna I mean they might be reaching out to me to make make me a part of that line now because I might be That's taking true. that place. Maybe take an Xbox place, you, so who knows? Yeah, pretty soon we'll be voting on um, you know, which which Marco gear we want in our <laughs> fan takeover line. <laughs> but uh yeah, I thought it was I thought it was kind of fishy that they like delayed it till June and then today they revealed that it's back up for pre order again on Amazon. So I don't Freaking know. Amazon, dude. Con- conspiracy brand. Uh, yeah, that's conspiracy. what you get when you when you shop with those big assholes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big assholes. Yeah. <laughs> um so I mean we'll we'll get right into this. This is kind of like the the main event for some, um, a, sh- a shock to most people. Yeah. Um, but I think because of the what was happening around this, uh, with all the different uh, like retro style figures that were popping up in this in this line's absence, I think this is what was the, the call to arms essentially. Yeah. So uh, Mattel announced and the feverish the retro- demand for them too. Yeah. You know what I mean, that, like that, that's that, the, the, with all the, the ones that are getting made by other brands. Yeah. And people yeah. just like, you know, pre-ordering the hell out of them. People were like, Mattel was like, Holy moly. Yeah. The free, the, 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 the fever was like, it was, it was so rabid that like, they're just like, you know, we got to get back in the game. These, they're, they're, they're taking over. I mean, but uh, yeah, so the announcement was, Retros are back. Yes, hashtag retros. we want retros. Yeah. Uh, yeah. finally, can, finally. Yeah, came stop to that. Fruition. Stop that hashtag. Hashtag yeah. is done. They they heard. We should your, change. Should be hashtag we got retros. That's gonna yeah. Be, that's gonna be the new one. I'm excited we, because you know when the retros were originally dropping, we were out on them. We weren't doing anything yeah. with them. We were strictly elites with a little bit of basic sprinkled yep. in, but. In the meantime, I've become a hardcore Hasbro collector, and I'm actually getting pretty damn close to finishing up my entire set. So, Dang. yeah, this is uh, we are very, very excited to to be able to to jump in wholeheartedly when these new retros start dropping. Yeah, so they uh, they announced two. They announced uh, a Rowdy Rowdy Piper 
and uh, me and Gene Okerman. What better? What better two guys to you know kick it off? To, yeah, yeah, to resurrect the uh, the retro line, and maybe we will get finally. Maybe we will get some female retros. That yeah, let's see. That's that's one of the uh, maybe that's a new hashtag. We want female Ew. retros. We Give want silver yeah. blaze. No, Cindy. Um, No, I think it's funny, though, because I think it's going to be so totally different this time, because back when we weren't collecting retros, we would literally walk by them on the pegs all the time. And it's definitely not going to be like that now. Like, it's going to be a a hunt. Yeah, it's going to be on to try to find the retros whenever they hit the pegs. So, yeah, it's not going to be that same experience where we're just, like, checking and being like, oh, does anybody need any retros today? Like, no. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, they better jack the price up just to just to kind of. I'm wondering what the price point. I was curious (laughs) what the price point was going to be, or whether they're going to keep it the same or or increase it. Yeah, bump it up like maybe like 15 instead of make it the same same price as uh as elites maybe or something like that. Just because of the, I mean, depending on what the market value is, but you know the demand for stuff like that. Um, But yeah, so this one I wasn't too sure about, so they. So the next, so I'm not sure if these are ultimate editions or not, because they, because from what I seen, it was TBD. They are uh, ultimate for, editions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's the ultimate edition fan takeovers, right? Or are they just ultimate edition? The Cena and the Rock. No, the uh, the oh, the I, I was skipping to the Jeff and Jeff and the Hulk one, but uh, we'll go to we'll go to Cena and Rock. Um, but yeah, UE series yeah, ten that's is gonna the be, next. Yeah, that's gonna be the next series after um. After Austin and Flair, uh, and yeah. Cena and Rock, right? Yeah, and okay, yeah. yeah. To me, those are both hard passes, man. Yeah, I'm sure the figures the most... will be very, very cool because all Ultimate Editions Rock, but I really don't need a Modern Era Rock. We already got the 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 Attitude Era Rock, and then same thing with Cena. I, I would have rather seen Cena with the um, maybe like a camo short Cena from a, one of the more recent years instead of another throwback John Cena. Yeah, yeah. These are going to be the ones with the uh, the the added uh, shoulder. The yeah. articulation to the yeah. butterfly articulation. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure it's going to be a hard pass for me because the UE series has been pretty insane and you're probably going to want to go back and grab these two. Yeah. At they, some point. they are insane, but I, I would definitely say that this is probably the, the most underwhelming set of ultimate editions that we've gotten yeah. so far. Um, it doesn't mean the that belt. they're bad figures. They're, they're still going to be great figures. Again, they have the additional articulation. All ultimate yeah. editions are great, but um, as far as just like these two guys together, I think it's just kind of like, eh. But I mean, again, it's because we ha- we're we're lucky enough we have like a really badass collection, so we're just kind of like being picky and you know a little bit more judicious with what we what we add. Um, yeah. But I mean, these are these are definitely incredible to add to anyone's collection. But yeah, yeah definitely. I don't, know, I don't know if they have a place. Like you mentioned, Marco, that was re- it is really cool that, that we got the custom side plates on the rocks built. That's the first yeah. time that's happened. I'm hoping when they get around to doing a Seth Rollins Ultimate Edition, we get the Seth Rollins side plates because he did have that really iconic run with the World Championship back in 2015 after he cashed in. So hopefully that's something they keep going anytime they use the modern era built with the Ultimate Edition guys because it is a really nice touch. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't. I'm surprised there hasn't been like an Undertaker Ultimate Edition yet or like even like even a cane or a mick foley or something like that like mm-hmm. yeah i was not, thinking about not, that today before the reveals i was thinking we def- that needs to be a series we need to get kane and undertaker in the same series of ultimate edition yeah. and honestly i yeah. think they could just do their match from wrestlemania 14 98 undertaker has yeah. been specifically from wrestlemania 14 is one of the most requested figures and it's really probably it 
arguably the biggest missing piece in Mattel's um, line right now, as far as guys that they've already done with kind of iconic attire. So uh, I think that would just be a great series, you know, give, give us the standard edition Kane from when he first debuted, but with all the ultimate edition articulation and TLC on the paint job and head sculpt and stuff, along with WrestleMania 14 undertaker, I think that would be incredible. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I think, I just think it's kind of weird that there hasn't, this line is on its 10th series of no undertaker as of yet. So uh, we definitely need, we definitely need that to happen at some mm-hmm. point. Um, but yeah, so the next one, this is the one I was kind of confused about because it, it said TBD. So I wasn't sure if it's the UE because it ultimate edition is going to be fan takeover as well. Yeah. These, yeah, these are, the are, these are, yeah, the Jeff so the Hulk, and the Hulk yeah, Hogan so the, are, okay. the, are the uh, fan or ultimate edition. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So the the Hulk one looks pretty cool. Um, the, it's uh, WrestleMania cool. nine. The fact that they gave him yeah. the black eye is like I, I I love it. Even though I mean that match just burn, burns me up. Um, I think yeah. that it's pretty <laughs> cool that they added that black eye head sculpt. Yeah, I mean you have to. I mean that's yeah, and cute. they got like the sculpted wrist uh, the wristbands and everything. That figure is yep. going to be awesome. Yeah, probably going to end up being the best Hulk Hogan figure we've ever gotten. I think. Think so. Even better than the. The uh, Ultimate Edition NWO. Yeah, I still yeah. like to me as much as I love that Hollywood Hogan figure. Right now, for me, the best Hulk Hogan figure is the defining, defining moments, moments in the red yeah. and yellow. And yeah, I think this one could end up okay. topping it a little bit. So, yeah, I, I'm very excited. The Jeff Hardy, it looks cool. I'll definitely be adding to the collection because I think it's going to be the best like face paint Jeff Hardy figure, just with all the added articulation. But we've already gotten so many cool Jeff Hardy figures that it, it's hard to get really excited for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd have to see it in person or see actual uh, um, photos of it just to see. Definitely, like, what yeah. It looks the, like. Yeah, I, and, and I'll be the first to admit that there's been other Ultimate Edition figures that I was a little bit lukewarm on, and then I get them in hand, and I'm just blown away. Yeah, uh, Shinsuke was probably one of them, for me anyway. And I yeah, think a lot of people. That the figure's Shinsuke awesome. Ultimate Edition. Um, but we'll move on to uh, Master of the Universe, uh, WWE Master of the Universe. Oh yeah, Series Seven. This is pretty sick. This is a this, this, is, this is kind of like an old school, an old school. Uh, oh yeah, it's all retro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got a uh, JYD, which I'm probably definitely gonna pick up because yeah. I have a JYD collection. Um, Hitman, Hitman Brett. He's he's which making. We his, are uh, so stoked. We don't even collect yeah. Mo Two figures, but we are. We're definitely getting this one. Exactly. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter looks pretty awesome as well. I mean, he's always he's always yeah you know, figure very toy anyway. Edit. So yeah, um, and uh, Andre the Giant is making his uh, debut in the uh, Master of the Universe. Yeah, uh, and he's going to be larger. He's going to be larger scale than the rest of the Masters of the Universe figures. Which is so great. He, yeah, that, I think that's a really nice touch. Anytime they do an Andre figure, they should definitely make sure that he's bigger than uh, the rest of everyone else. Yeah, yeah these are of- awesome. The the Brett figure is incredible, and uh, like Sheena said, we got to add that to our collection and. I, I actually got, uh, you know, some breaking news that, you know, Sheena doesn't, hasn't even heard this yet, Marco. Um, seeing that Hitman figure, you, we've talked about it a few times, so they've been teasing us, but that finally pushed me over the edge, and we are going to start collecting the Motu line. I already ordered the original John Cena oh, Motu figure. That's going to be the first one in our collection. Gosh. I found it I found it on <laughs> eBay earlier today, so we're going to go back and get caught up. But, yeah, we are adding Motu 
hear the figures. What is happening? Why do you always wait on these things? This is the worst. (laughs) Like we have, we have so many opportunities to grab these things at like a reasonable price, you know, or at retail. And then now we're, now we're scavenging. Yeah. But that scavenging is fun. I love scavenging. And so, you know, I mentioned it when we were on pyramid wrestling a few weeks back, another plug for, uh, for our guest appearance on their show that it was almost a bummer once we got all the way caught up on the Mattel line because we jumped in about four years late. Um, but now I got another line to, to go back and get caught up on. So it's going to be slowly but surely the same way we've done our Hasbro collection. But but like I said, uh, when we talked about the retros, we're just about all the way caught up on Hasbro's. We have a complete set of the retros that already came out. So it's time to start looking for something else. And and we're going to get caught up on these Motus because I know, but they're know. about to start blasting us with with retros, too. We don't even know what what the what they're going to do yeah. with those. So it's going to be wanna, like, you know, retros and Motus and elites. Yeah, you might want to hold off on the Motus. <laughs> re- I'd wait it's, for the retros to pop up and then head into the Motus. It's too but. late. It's too late. The thread has already been pulled. John Cena is on the way and he's just a start. So we are we are going to put together a WWE Motu collection. Um, oh and boy. yeah, so, so you guys heard it here first. So do we start with John Cena? Wow. Cause you know, what better figure to start it off with? I know our buddies, um, you know, fig heel and fig vault will be, will be pleased to hear this. Mm. I think so as well. Um, we could probably, I mean, blast through these next two cause they're the basic line, not, not anything against yeah. the basic line at all. Yeah. Um, they're, so basic, basic, you know, they're basics. Yeah. They yeah. don't get a lot of meat on the bone, you know? Yeah. So, uh, basic one twenty one uh, Apollo Cruz. Uh, he's the uh, Chase, as well as a, a regular version of him. Uh, Bailey, Kane, uh, Rey Mysterio, and Roman Reigns. So you get a Wreck It Roman. Wreck uh, Roman. Basic, yep. Thunderdome um, Rome. Uh, th- there's another one that said uh, Basic TBD. I'm assuming it's Basic 122, or maybe a mix of 123. could be as well. Yeah. Um, you have Damian Priest. First time um, in at- line. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Atlas as well. Uh, he's the uh, regular. He's a chase yeah, and Jake regular. Atlas. I, yeah, I Jake was wondering, Atlas. like, why did they rush to get a figure of him? I feel like there's like a dozen people I could name that need a figure quicker than him, but that's kind of yeah, weird. So I feel like they were kind of like kind of pushing him in uh for a little bit, um, and then it kind of fizzled out around the time where I think it was like around the time they were doing that cruiserweight tournament, right? Um, it, they're kind of like he, he's kind of like getting pushed as like a as like a name and then he kind of you know dropped disappeared off. yeah so i mean maybe at that time that's where they made the figure um if it's you know the process is what like it's almost like a year before like a figure comes out mm-hmm. so it kind of right. makes sense um but uh last last but not least dexter loomis first looks time really really good it for a basic awesome yeah yeah i mean you gotta you get that that stare that stare down yeah. um and all the figures. I mean, just use the same head sculpt on everything. And yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to get an elite of Damian Priest and Dexter Loomis. Yeah, I think yeah, that's kind of funny because last like last year, or the year before, we wouldn't be saying we wanted a Damian Priest. We'd be like, oh, what the hell? Oh Damian no, Priest? I would be crapping all over. Damian <laughs> Priest. And I'm still, I'm still not the biggest Damian Priest fan, but it's, he's definitely grown on me a little more than you know this time last year. It's weird that. He was he fell flat as a heel, like as a heel. To me, he was always like, okay, we got Baron Corbin 2.0. But when he turned yeah. face, he really had some real charisma to him. Like that mm-hmm. feud he had with Johnny Gargano was just really, really awesome. Their yeah. match yeah. at Halloween Havoc was what won me over. And and yeah, I'm excited to get this basic, but I really can't wait to get his first elite. So hopefully that's coming sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, and he, uh, I always said this, he always, re- he reminds me of, uh, if you've ever seen this movie, it's a really, it's not a real, it's an old movie, Jean-Claude Van Damme, it's called Cyborg. Um, he looks exactly like the bad guy in that movie, so if you guys have the time, just Google it, Cyborg, bad guy from the Cyborg movie, and it's literally Damien Priest. Um, same <gasps> voice and everything. It it's, 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 it's uncanny. Um, but moving on, um, we get the Showdown Series 5. Which is this is actually a pretty cool set. Um, it is cool. Yeah, you get the uh, big boss man and British bulldog with the uh, with the with the denim. With yeah, the denim I've been wanting to get tucked a, into uh, the boots. Yeah, I was really hoping that we got a an elite of that because that the, that runs kind of underrated. I feel like it's lost in the shuffle. But when Bulldog came back to WWE in 1999, he had some cool yeah, matches. He was actually in a couple. Main, yeah, he had a, he had a main event or two there on pay per view, and he was just really good as coming back as a hardcore brawler. You know, after his yeah. back injury from the Ultimate Warriors trapdoor in 1998, he was never the same wrestler again. But he still had the same kind of bizarre charisma that the Bulldog always had, and was able to yeah. put together some pretty good hardcore matches. So it's nice to see this one in figure form finally. Yep. Um, you also get a uh, uh, mankind and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that set as well as Trish uh, Stratus and China. So yeah. that rounds out the uh, Showdown Series Five. I think we kind of it's kind of like, I mean, it is. It's like the elite two pack of basics. Almost like battle there. packs, yeah, yeah, the battle packs that kind of replace that that line there. Um, this one was already revealed, but they actually you actually have uh, photos of them, and I, we can actually see what they look like. Uh, elite eighty six. Uh, Carmella, Colonel Mustafa, which is pretty awesome. That that figure looks pretty. Yeah, sick. we just need um, to get heel Sergeant Slaughter and General Adnan now. Yeah, um, Seth Rollins obviously in the uh, Rey Mysterio gear. Sid Stunning Justice figure. two and one, two and one figure. Sid Justice, which is pretty awesome. Uh, the Fiend with the Universal title. Uh, you have the Miz, uh, Triple H, which is also the the Chase and the uh, regular edition one. So, but yeah, I think that. I think the Sid Justice is probably like the the the, awesome, the most awesome out of all of these. I'm not sure if you guys agree. Yeah, but. pretty cool, man. That we actually get a a WCW Sid Vicious from back in his Four Horsemen days with the singlet. Yeah, I still kind of wish that we got an elite of Sid Justice in the the blue trunks. You know, that yeah. was kind of his gear from from the '92 Rumble. Um, they had an awesome basic of Sid Justice a few years back, and I have a save search running on eBay for an elite version of that. So I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get Sid Justice, but it's really, really cool to get that early 90s Sid Vicious figure because Sid was awesome. I think he's another guy that gets a little bit underrated um, just because he has some pretty funny uh, bloopers on his resume, but the dude yeah. was just so oh, much charisma, so much charisma, and some some really electric performances in his career. So, yeah, I'm a big Sid fan, uh, and always happy to get a new figure of him. And then the Seth Rollins figure, oh, they yeah. really, uh, you know, they really did it. Uh, they paid its due. That was such an awesome attire uh, for Dominic's first match, throwing back to the Halloween Havoc '97 uh, Rey Mysterio attire, and that, that looks awesome. I think that might be my favorite Seth Rollins figure ever. Actually, there was a there was another uh, battle pack that I forgot to throw on here. It was the I think it was Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. Did you see that one? Yeah, where, where Seth actually the, has oh, the the leather the coat with on. the fur. Yeah, and I'm still holding yeah, out hope Messiah that we. Stuff. Yeah, I'm holding out hope that we get that uh, with the Elite 86 Rollins because he did have that jacket on on his way to the ring. So if not, I'm probably going to hit up one of our various um, figure clothing customizers to to really make that figure complete because he's got to have the jacket. I, I get you covered. 
Get take awesome. off the Io, Io Shirai jacket and you have your Seth Rollins jacket. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If it fits anyway, yeah. it might be too small, but I don't know. Um, he was wearing he was wearing a pretty <laughs> tight jacket back in those. Yeah, so he, those it, days. Might, it, it was, might work. It was fitted. It'll save you some money there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is this is probably my favorite one of my favorite uh, Elite Two packs ever. Um, rock and Saw Connection. Yeah, um, and we're getting a Rocco, and we're getting a, soft a goods Rocco. Rocco, and they are going to come with. They're not. Sh- it's not shown in the pictures, but they will have um, rock and sock jackets. So, yeah, yeah yes. it's going to be awesome. We actually we got the rock jacket in the rocks. Defining Moments figure from way back in the early days of Mattel's line, but we never got the Mick Foley version, so it's going to be very cool to finally have that. Um, and yeah, like you guys said, it's it's awesome that we're going to have Mr. Rocco in our figure collection now to go <laughs> along with Mr. Sacco that we've already gotten a few times. Oh. Yeah, they, uh, they, I, I, when I see that, I was like, oh my god, I need I need it. I need that right now. Um, so we'll move on to, because I know Shino's super excited about this one. Oh yeah. It's like, there's like scratch off your, uh, your wish list. My bucket list, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Survivor Series uh, Series Four, um, they uh, you know announced Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan. Um, the the Bret Hart's probably the best out of the obviously out of the two that they announced. Um, you can I'll let I'll let Sheena. No, it's just I've just always this, loved this gear because you know it was like the first time that we saw like pops of you know a different color other than like pink and black on Brett's gear, and he had you know that orange piping along the side. It just really set his gear off. Um, just an incredible, an incredible figure that's been missing from our collection for a long time. So um, anytime we would be on here and we'd be fantasy booking figures, you know, obviously the Gooker was always one of my top want, most wants. Uh, Owen was one, and then you know. This 96 Brett uh, from Survivor Series, just I'm, I'm happy. I'm so happy that we're getting it. What'd yeah, you think about Hogan it? Hogan looks pretty cool as well. Yeah, this set looks awesome. The Hogan looks incredibly cool. And then, yeah, Brett was definitely my number one. Like, so our daughter Stella had just gone down for a nap and we were in the next room over. Her room's right next to uh, me and she's <laughs> yeah. bedroom. And we were uh, chilling in the bedroom watching the the reveal video with Sam and the Elite Squad today. And I was literally just like, you know, screaming out loud when I saw that Brett we figure. Like, yeah. I wanted it for so long. <laughs> and it's really bizarre. I don't know if there was just too much detail on it. Like, no one has ever made this figure. You know, there's been a ton of Brett figures released across the Mattel and Jack's lines. And it's been 25 years. And for whatever reason, no one has ever tried to make Survivor Series 96 Brett, which is crazy because it really was such a memorable match. You know, it was his first match with Steve Austin. It was his return match after taking eight months off after WrestleMania 12. And it was in Madison Square Garden, you know, the most famous arena in the world for wrestling. And for whatever reason, no one has ever tried to make it. And Mattel has finally given it to us. So hats off to Action Figure Attack and Big Shot Bill for making it happen. Yeah, definitely. You guys, you guys deserve everything. Oh. Um, <laughs> just, um, just keep asking. Yeah, definitely. Um, last but not least, Legend Series Eleven. I think this is um, this is probably my favorite reveal out of out of all of them. Only well, one of the figures in this line, anyway. Uh, so you have Bam Bam Bigelow, ECW. Might I add? Yeah, first Tele- time we're getting the uh, TV championship. Yep, uh, the original TV championship too. Uh, Big John Stud. Which he looks pretty awesome as well. They actually, let's go back to the Bam Bam. The head sculpt on that it looks legit like a miniature Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Um. Just look. Just looking at it now. Um. So if you go to actually, if you go to Wrestling Figure Database on the main page, um, he has all the 
all the figure reveals like lined up. You kind of like kind of oh, nice. scroll almost, which is pretty cool. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, so also Scott Hall. Um, yeah, bandana wearing Scott Hall. Yep, bandana. It's a wolf pack. It looks like um, or outsiders. Yeah, uh, but last but not least, my favorite out of this whole reveal, Macho Man, cream of the crop, promo yeah. Macho Man. Um, complete, so the chase complete with a yeah. little scale size creamer. Yep. So the chase is the actual promo gear, like the head, the headband, mm-hmm. um, and the regular is uh, his the match. I believe that uh, fall that that night or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I was uh, I was super blown away. I'm not sure why there was some 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 amazing reveals out of all these, but for some reason, just having a cream of the crop Macho Man just that just that just won me over for some reason. Yeah, it's a great set. This is the fifth set of Legends since they rebooted the Legends line, and I think it's definitely the best one so far. I've I've been slightly underwhelmed so far by the Legend sets because there's been a lot of re-releases and repaints, but but these ones look awesome. Between finally getting Big John Studd with the robe, um, getting the new TV championship from uh, from ECW, and then and then yeah, the uh, you know getting the actual miniature uh, or like you know scale coffee creamer. It's those little touches like that that really just put it over the top and, and bring these figures to life so i can't wait to get all of these all right uh let's hit weekly purchases marco what did you add to your collection this week oh man so i uh i think i mentioned this in our group chat i started the uh the one two three kids slash xbox slash six um collection because i gotta i gotta collect my trophies after after my after <laughs> my my legend kills um but yeah so i i have the uh uh, the sixth from the, uh, what line was that? The, oh my God. TN, was right it, now. uh, WCW toy biz? No, not the toy biz. It's a, it's the elite line. Oh, uh, that was the, uh, the Walmart flashbacks. Yes. The flashback line. Yeah. So six from the flashback line, um, and the elite, uh, degeneration X, um, X-Pac with the European title. Elite 34. Well. So, yep. Going way back. Elite 34. Yeah. So I get, have those two. Uh, I was hoping to get the um, the NWO one in, but obviously that's not happening until June, so I have to wait on that. Um, and I have the the one two three kid um, coming in soon as well. So from Elite Forty One, um, yes, great. Uh, so that one's coming in. So just those three for now. Um, Got to hold off on the Hasbro. Uh, still up there, the uh, <laughs> so so yeah, so high dollar value. I actually, so. uh, I searched on eBay today. The cheapest one, two, three kid Hasbro on eBay right now is one for $950. God, yeah, so. and that's a Lucy, that is a loose figure, that's not a loose? MOC. Yeah, there's one MOC that's going for like 2400 but but a loose no one, two, three way. kid is running you $950 right now. It, it went up, yeah, it's gone even last up. year. It was like, it was like, I think like the last year, the year before, it was like. Like maybe like five six hundred bucks. Yeah, you can find it for around like four hundred if it, it had a little bit of a a little bit of life on it. But no, nine hundred oh. bucks right now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yikes! That's insane. Um, what else? Did I get anything else? Uh, no, I think that was that was it. I got my. Um, no, I think that was it. Yeah, that, that was it for the uh, for, for figures this week. All right, so after a couple of slow weeks for us, we picked back up a little bit. We grabbed Retro Diesel, MOC. Awesome, awesome figure. Awesome, yep, I have we got that. The, the Retro Junkyard Dog. 
Um, our elite Zelina Vega came in from our buddy Phil Dunnett in the UK. The dude's a straight up saint. So if you're listening right now and you're not a part of our Patreon group, uh, the guy's got a hookup at Smith's in the UK, and he's able to get us all, us and the rest of the Foley fam, all of the collector's edition figures. I think he already has something like 50 commas, uh, the Supreme Fighting Machine fighting machine on pre-order to go out to Foley fam members for uh, retail yeah. plus shipping from the UK. I mentioned earlier, we got the elite Randy Orton fan takeover in and the rest of his buddies got stranded at Amazon. They're stuck at Jeff Bezos house doing God knows what. Uh, so hopefully, uh, you don't want to know. Yeah. Hopefully the rest of those can, uh, can get reunited cause you know, they just want to come home. So, so hopefully we get the rest of that set sooner rather than later. Uh, we got the two pack of rock and mankind pops, um, from WWE oh, shop. Nice. I'm so excited awesome. to finally get those. Yeah, Sheena had uh, her her friend in Hawaii made her a birthday cake for her thirtieth birthday a couple years ago with the uh, and she made a mankind pop out of uh, on, on the top of the cake, you know, and yeah, it's like pretty funny paste, because yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny because what Funko came up with looks damn near identical to what her friend yes, did. Yes, it is almost exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, we had a chalk line hookup, or chalk line pickup. Also, I grabbed another pair of the Rick Rude shorts. So these are the air uh, airbrushed with, you know, ravishing, simply ravishing written all over them. Um, I really hope that Mattel gives us a figure of this Rick Rude. It's my most, it's probably my most wanted figure now since we're getting Survivor Series '96 Bret Hart. Uh, I this was one of the first pairs of chalk line shorts I had, but they are like white shorts. So after you know four years of wearing them solidly, they do get a little bit of wear to them. So. When I saw the restock last week, I had to add them. And make sure you guys use the code PF10 for anything you buy from Chalkline to save 10% on all your purchases. There are still a few sizes left in the Rick Rude shorts, so uh, I really can't stress enough. You know, I we've talked at length about how extensive our Chalkline shorts collection is, but these Rick Rude shorts are still probably the best ones that they've released. So. Uh, anytime they they do a restock, you definitely want to grab a pair. And Sheena actually had the biggest weekly purchase of the week. So Sheena, <laughs> tell them about what you added to your uh, your collection this week. Yeah, so um, I got myself a mobile podcasting studio. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's a Honda uh, Odyssey, and we got a new van. I'm a van mom. I'm a hashtag van mom. So for any of you guys that thought I was cool um, or you know all the things, uh, I'm just a van mom. So. Uh, but I'm super excited. We traded in for the first time in 20 years. The Phelps fam does not have a Honda wow. Accord in our in our possession because like Seth drove one when we met in high school and uh, we, we got rid of it several years down the road, like 2010 or actually 2013, I think. Anyway, but yeah, we've we've gotten Honda Accord since then. And uh, this is the first time we've not had one. So we're we're rolling in style in our brand new uh, Honda Odyssey. So Fans have come a long way. For those of you who are out there thinking of like your mama's Astro van, like I had no idea like what it, sh- it should just be like a luxury shuttle. That's what they should just call it, you know, instead of <laughs> instead of a van, luxury shuttle should just be like what you I mean, I, I would drive this thing even if I didn't have kids because it's just badass. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Honda for dropping an awesome van. <laughs> for dropping Check an awesome out the van. Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more, you can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts.
It's time for How Many Chicks. How Many Chicks is a segment where I, the heel husband, pick out one of our 1,000 plus wrestling figures from our collection and present it to Sheena live on the air for an instant rating and review. How Many Chicks is brought to you by our friends at Homage. Homage specializes in bringing vintage-inspired designs on the absolute softest tees in the biz because with Homage, comfort is always part of the game plan. You can visit Homage's online shop at homage.com and find all their latest designs on social media at Homage. That's H-O-M-A-G-E. All right, so again, Sheena has an action figure inside of the Undertaker's casket sitting in front of her. And when we hit the drum roll, she's going to reveal what it is and give us a live review on the air. The the one cool thing about having a collection as big as ours is, is that it really kind of gives you a chance to forget about figures, so to speak, you know, and then, uh, you know, when you see them, it can kind of bring back that rush of emotion when you, when you see a badass figure for the first time. Also a reminder, use code Foley 20 at homage to save 20% on all your purchases, uh, from them. So we ready to get to it, Sheen. Let's go. All right, and the figure for this week is Oh man, how timely. Speaking of van moms, um we have freaking elite Brie Bella here. Uh current Hall of, Hall of Famer, uh mom, wife, all the things. Uh hippie, she's totally 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 my vibe. <laughs> So yeah, it is Elite 68 Brie Bella. These were the SummerSlam figures from 2019. Uh, Sheena, don't tell us how many chicks yet, but give me your initial thoughts on this figure. Oh, I love this figure. I love that it came. I think my favorite thing about it is that it has the uh, the flannel shirt. Because for those of you who haven't been around for a while or you don't you know, follow me closely on social media, I've worn a wraparound like flannel for years it's been kind of like one of one of my vibes and i i always love that brie always had the the flannel wrapped around her waist and this one came with the the red flannel she's got her signature brie mode shirt uh you know black boots knee pads and her little headband just just a great looking figure so yeah this figure was released in 2019 um, prior to this the SummerSlam line had been a separate line the same way that Mattel does with the WrestleMania figures, Survivor mm-hmm. Series, and Royal Rumble. But for whatever reason, starting in 2019, they just rolled SummerSlam into the Elites line. So Elite 68 was the SummerSlam set for that year. This Brie Bella is uh, based off of her match at SummerSlam 2014 against Stephanie With McMahon. Steph. This was mm-hmm. a huge match. Um, it was one of the biggest women's matches prior to the uh, the Women's Revolution in 2015. And it's still one of the biggest women's matches ever that wasn't based around the championship. Even after the women's revolution, a lot of times the women's storylines end up always being tied around the championship and the secondary storylines rarely get a big pay-per-view headlining spot. But this match was huge. Um, it was kind of next to to John Cena and Brock Lesnar and Roman and Randy Orton as the top storyline heading into that year's SummerSlam. This was where, you know, Nikki shockingly turned on Brie in her match with Steph. Um this figure was long overdue because we got the Stephanie McMahon from this set back in Elite 37 in 2015. So <laughs> it took four years to kind of complete the matchup. But it's always cool when Mattel gives us both both figures from an iconic match. Um, and this is Bree's only Elite as well. One cool thing about this, we actually got this figure from 
Amazon shortly after we moved uh, back to Virginia from yes. Hawaii. And this was the first time we used Amazon. We used mainland delivery. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, you know, we, we still had Amazon in Hawaii. I mean, obviously we're, we're human beings in the, yeah. the 21st century. So we used Amazon a lot, <laughs> but uh, being on the mainland, we were able to use same day delivery. And I remember I ordered the elite 68 Brie and uh, Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan from this set. And was just blown away because it was about eight 30 in the morning when I ordered them off Amazon. And it was about six o'clock that night. They were delivered to my house. So I, it, it was, definitely cool doing same day delivery on some action figures i remember seth was like there's no way they're gonna get here today right like he he, we just couldn't believe it we had been like you know almost seven years with uh with island amazon which sometimes can take like even if you have prime membership can take like two weeks for your items to to show up on the island so yeah the fact that we could literally order something and it would show up in you know a day or two days was just we were just like holy crap like you know this is how the other half lives Marco, uh, do you have this figure or, or perhaps any other Brie Bella figures in your collection? I do have this figure in particular. I also have the uh, the Daniel Bryan. I think I have actually, let me see. Now I don't have this whole series. I the do series have the King was, Abel. Yeah, it was Brie, Daniel Bryan. There was a Roman which with, I think, a blue vest. King Mabel, Undertaker. And I'm kind of blanking on what the sixth figure in that set was. Braun oh, it was Strowman. a Braun Strowman. Yeah, there was yeah. that Braun Strowman. Yeah. Actually, no, I do. Yeah, I do have the. Yeah, so I have the. I have Reigns, Mabel, uh, Daniel Bryan, and Brie Bella out of that set. I don't think I got the Undertaker. Or, I think I, yeah, I passed on that Undertaker as well. I think I have everyone except the Undertaker. Yeah. Um, no, no, I definitely have this figure. No, it's awesome. I was a Brie Bella fan as well. She was my favorite out of the Bella, out of the Bella twins. Um, maybe because it was she wasn't as she wasn't pushed as much as uh Nikki was. As a as a star of the uh, right. two, so um, and that the match that she had actually with uh, Stephanie McMahon was actually really good. That was a uh, really, really good match. Watch, yeah, that was like Stephanie's first match, and like yeah, she brought her out of retirement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Brie brought Stephanie out of retirement, and I yeah, think the a- crowd was hotter for that match than any. Other. I think it was that match and the Seth and Dean lumberjack match. That was the two uh, matches the crowd got the most up for that entire SummerSlam show. Yeah, it was like almost like a year. They almost did like a year long feud. Between uh, Stephanie and, and Brie. Well, that whole. Yeah, because they. Yeah, it started it was, with yeah. Daniel Bryan, like them kind of oppressing uh, Daniel Bryan and, yeah, you know, because Daniel Bryan to... and Triple H were feuding. And then mm-hmm. when Daniel Bryan got hurt, it kind of just shifted over to the uh, the ladies. So, yeah. Yeah. Really, really if, cool. Yeah, yeah the, the, uh, I just remember the slaps out of those, uh, the slap that she gave, uh, Stephanie gave Brie yeah. over the, they, uh, they dropped a lot of, they dropped a lot of B words during that feud. That was like their main, oh, yeah. you know, arguments like, Oh, I'm going to make you my bitch. <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, Oh <laughs> yeah. And what was it? Wasn't it uh, like Brie got arrested one week. Then the next week, Stephanie yes. got arrested. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They, they yeah. definitely went all out for that storyline. And that was yeah. kind of right when me and Sheena were getting back into watching wrestling. So I always got a soft spot for that feud. Um, yeah. Sheena's the moment of truth. So you got, you know, 0.0 to 5.0. How many chicks are you giving Brie Bella's elite figure? Oh, her elite figure. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four stars. Um, I think it's not stars. It's chicks. Chicks. Four chicks. I'm gonna give it four chicks. Um, I love this figure. It's awesome. I really do love her battle pack figure though. The white. I love the, well both of their like you know 
the Bella Twins together. Yeah, they have the Battle Pack. I think it was Battle Pack 38. 43. Yeah, Bellas, 43, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those Bella Twins figures were... I still think that's probably the best Bella Twins set yeah, just because the uh, white pops so much. The white pops a lot, and um, Brie also comes with her her flannel in that set, too, for the Battle Pack. Uh, but yeah, I I give it four. It's, like I said, it's her only elite. It's from an iconic match. Uh, she's got a soft goods t-shirt. The, the face scan looks great. Yeah, I really like this figure a lot. All right, let's move on to keeping it tranquilo. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. El Idolo! Keeping It Tranquilo is where we give you some entertainment recommendations for something outside of the ring and sometimes completely outside of the world of professional wrestling. This segment is brought to you by Verb Energy, because sometimes keeping it tranquilo can be exhausting. Verb is your delicious 90-calorie snack bar to help you get through your favorite binge-watching sesh. Hit the link in our show notes to save some money and get your Verb starter pack for only $12. Now, let's get tranquilo. All right, Shane, so we are taping a late-night edition of the Chick Foley Show. It's currently... Uh, 1 a.m. on the East Coast as we're taping this. Tell us what flavor verb bar you ate before the show to kind of power you through. Oh, I think I was muted. My B. See, I'm. I'm. I should have had my uh, another verb barter <laughs> before I. Uh, <laughs> before just, I start. We stunned her into silence. Uh, <laughs> before that, I started uh, this that, segment, that hearing Andrade's music, she got a little bit emotional. <laughs> no, I was telling you guys during the beverage break, I was drinking my coffee. But before that, um, I definitely had one of my energy bars because I was just I was dragging during the Kyle O'Reilly and um, Adam Cole match. Uh, Seth was like, are you going to make it? Are you going to make it tonight? Because I was <laughs> I was fading. And, you know, it was an incredible match. So the fact that I was fading out, I was it should tell you everything you need to know. But tonight I had the peppermint mocha and it's like a thin mint. It's like a Girl Scout cookie. I gave I gave Seth one too. Seth tried one tonight. Normally he's not into like my, you know, um, clean eating like hacks and bars and all those types of things. But what do you think of the cookie butter one that you had tonight, Seth? Uh, it was okay. I mean, it tasted all right. It's usually those things like sometimes the flavor is okay. It's typically the texture that gets you. And yeah, it was still kind of like granola that was slightly less than like crunchy granola. So I, I choked so it down, it's like but it definitely gave me a boost though. You know what I mean? So I'll say that, uh, it, it definitely gave me a boost and I would definitely recommend this to anybody that works a job where you don't necessarily want to choke down a uh, super sugary energy drink. You just need a quick little boost of energy. Grab some of these cause they're, they're you know, they're small. They're definitely pocket size. Um, and like I said, it's it's one o'clock in the morning. We're going on two plus hours of recording this podcast, and I still feel juiced up, ready to go. All right, so Marco, what's your pick for keeping it tranquilo this week? Um, yeah, before that, before I jump into that, is it like is it is it like Nature Valley 
<laughs> kind of like crunchy or is it like no chewy? It's, it's chewy so it's like a chewy bar it doesn't have any like it's not like the hard crispies or like hard oats or anything like that it's like it's like okay. a chewy bar um yeah it's delicious the link is the link is in our bio um i'll send you some marco i'll send you i'll send you a, a care package um so you and uh, the wifey especially since the wifey you know works freaking late night hours so i'm, I'm yeah. gonna send her some to keep her going yeah, no, I do. I do love the Nature Valley, though. I do love crunchy granola. That's oh, we my, know that's from our cereal episode snack. that you you like everything crunchy. Oh yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so I, I really can't give this movie away that much. I mean, you have to technically go watch it. I hate to be like the you know the keep you on the edge of your seat. Well, that, guy. That's what this whole segment's about, but, uh, you know. But yeah, so uh, bad trip. It's it's trending on Netflix. Um, if you're familiar uh, with Eric Andre, um, he's a comedian. He had a show called the eric andre show and it was kind of out there just think of kind of like uh tom green meets jackass essentially uh that's what this movie is if you if anyone knows who tom green is oh yeah not. we know who tom um, <laughs> we do but th- there might be younger people that don't know who tom green is definitely uh hit up your google machine and um uh search tom green but yeah it's definitely this movie is a uh it's a mix of uh uh an actual movie and in a prank in pranks essentially so yeah that's all i can give away it's it's it's, it's like jackass um, meets cinema so sort of yeah so like uh the wife did watch it with me uh she she doesn't like uh eric andre she doesn't think he's really that funny but she actually laughed through the whole movie so that that tells you something there that she uh that he kind of he turned her he he turned her uh to to be a fan nice of uh of him so yeah no it's a really it's a really funny movie as i can't give it away because just the, just the the pranks that they do are pretty insane on it. So, and where's uh, it yeah, available? Definitely go watch. Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, if you go on your number one, it's it's on the you know they have like trending movies or yeah whatever number one movies. It's 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 on there. It's either like one or two right now. It's everyone's watching it. It's a it's a it's a it's a viral movie. I would like to say right now because it's pretty insane. It's pretty out there. Um, but yeah, I don't want to give any more away. Just just go watch it. All right, Sheena, uh, what's your pick? So um, I don't know if I, I would recommend it this week. We recommended it earlier in the week on our social media, but um, I don't know with everything that's coming up, you might want to uh, limit your wrestling intake so that you you can stay hyped for WrestleMania. Um, but when you have the time, uh, this is incredible, just like background noise watching um you know, fodder. So it's wrestle uh, cultaholic went in and ranked every single WrestleMania match of all time which which is sad because that it's immediately going to be outdated after this weekend you know like it's a five hour um you know marathon viewing session but when i was talking to a lot of people in our facebook group they're like they're watching in in sections you know like like oh i'm at about an hour in you know and i'm going to pick up where i left off but it's on YouTube. Um, it's it's a really fun watch. It goes really quickly. You know, they don't like do like hardcore deep dives into every you match. Spend about just, 45 seconds on each match. Yeah, spend about 45 seconds on each match and just kind of give you a brief overview. But yeah, it's it's perfect for when you're just kind of around the house and just doing or if you're doing something else. I mean, you can obviously tune in, but they don't do a lot of like, you know, um, they're not giving you any like in-ring action or anything like that. They're not showing anything like that. It's just kind of like pictures and photos and whatnot, um, and then the highlights of the matches. But it's incredible. Um, kudos to Cultaholic for taking the time and putting the energy into putting that together because I cannot imagine that that was an easy task. So um, when you get a chance, you know, sometime over the coming weeks, definitely tune into that and just, you know, enjoy yourself. 
Yeah, go uh, go to YouTube and just search Cultaholic. That's the that's the easiest way to find it. And we'll actually put a link to it in the show notes. So remember, um, you can find that and the link to all of our awesome partners like Verb, uh, Homage, Chalkline, Ringside Collectibles. Those will all be in the show notes. Uh, my pick was something that I actually, you know, I'm going to eat some crow on because I have hated on this from the moment that it was even announced to be in development. Uh, and I said, it's going to be horrible. I don't know why they're doing it, but I saw the preview and I immediately changed my tune and that is space jam two, or I think the actual title is space jam, the new legacy is starring LeBron James. Uh, the trailer dropped last weekend and it looks incredible. It looks like they, they really took the premise from part one and just upped everything up, you know, about nine or 10 levels, uh, the, the overall special effects and animation look awesome. They're not limiting it just to Looney Tunes. It's basically like every intellectual property under the Warner Brothers umbrella. Seems like it's going to be involved in this. And it just looks really, really, really neat. So I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for the original Space Jam just because one, it came out when I was a kid. And two, it has Michael Jordan in it, who's my all-time favorite athlete. But I got to give it up to LeBron. It looks like they have really nailed it on uh, what this new Space Jam is going to be. And I cannot wait to watch it. Uh, Marco, did you get a chance to check this out? Oh yeah, no, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, I think in our group chat, I, uh, I second you on that with the, uh, I think you were just like, oh my God, this trailer looks insane. Um, it even, it, even in the title, they kind of like, um, uh, keep it away from the original space, space jam. It's a new legacy. So I don't look at it as like a direct sequel to the, to the space jam movie. It's a yeah, trying to be more of a, uh, like a reboot or something. Yeah. The, the current, yeah. They're kind of making it its own thing. Um, obviously, and obviously the, the technology is is a lot better than it was uh, back then with with the Definitely. first Space Jam, as you can see. Um, and it looks like they have like literally every single uh, Warner Brothers character in like in attendance at that game. I don't think Pippi Le Pew is going to be there. He might be. You never know. I mean, we'll we'll see. But uh, <laughs> not King. not just like the ca- not just the cartoons. Like literally anything Warner Brothers. It looks like yeah, is in, King Kong. In looks like Lord of the Rings is going to be oh, on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it um, looks so like really, really neat. It's gonna be UIT. on. Uh, it's gonna be released in theaters and on HBO Max on July sixteenth. So yeah, definitely looking forward uh, to this one. Yeah, and, uh, it looks. Like, I mean, obviously, you might see the Matrix in there too. Like Neo might show up because that's Warner Brothers as well. So you never know who's gonna show up in this movie. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think it looks pretty awesome. And you know, you know my stance on uh, on LeBron James in my list. So. Yeah, that, we're, uh, Marco's still holding out for the <laughs> Allen Iverson remake. Oh no, the AI movie's coming. Don't worry, <laughs> Space Jam Three with AI. <laughs> All right, Sheena, do you have some listener mail lined up for us? Oh yeah. All right, let's hit it. So tonight, I asked the Philly fam for some WrestleMania specific. Um, listener mail we still have some listener mail left over from last week that we will get to next week but um tonight i have a few questions from our guys about uh wrestlemania so zach hersler wants to know do you want wrestlemania to be one or two nights we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier but just um seth i don't think we got your take um what would you rather have one or two nights i'm cool with two nights i like it because those, you know, five, six, seven hour WrestleManias are a slog, both if you're there live, which we were for WrestleMania 33 and we were worn out by the end of it. And even watching on TV, it can be just really emotionally and sometimes even physically exhausting. You know, we went to WrestleMania 31, which was more of the standard four hour show. And it was so much more enjoyable than 33, which even though 33 was an awesome card. Yeah. 
there really wasn't a bad match on there. We were just worn out by the end of it. Like we were actually kind of rushing out during the undertaker's big farewell because we were just ready to be home or, or back yeah. in the hotel room. So I like two nights because, um, it gives you a chance to have two awesome openers. You know, the opener on WrestleMania is almost almost as good as the main event. So you get two openers and you get two big main events. And one thing they didn't do this year that I think they could do in the future is really experiment with the two night setup. You know, you could have some stuff like how Wrestle Kingdom did this year where you have a match in night one that's going to determine the main event on night two. I know WWE has always shied away from that because they like to be able to hype whatever the big match is for the year. But I think the two, the two night setup gives you a chance to really do some cool experimental stuff. Uh, so I like it. I, I'm personally in favor of it. And it sounds like it's not going to continue past this year. But if it was, I definitely wouldn't be against it. All right. Yeah. Um, Marco, you kind of you kind of said that you're with me, right? You like it to be one night. Uh, I think it's a two nights for uh, for NXT. I said oh, yeah, that's right. For NXT. WrestleMania, definitely one night. Yeah. But just to think like um, if they if they would have taken WrestleMania 35 and made it two nights, they could have had the shame. They could have not Shane McMahon. Sorry, uh, Kofi Kingston and uh, Daniel Bryan match main event one of the nights, and then they could have had the Becky Lynch uh, match yeah. main event the next night. So like True. they they could have definitely split that. That was probably the mania that went super duper long. Um, yeah, it, like that was insane. it. Kind of like capped at the Kofi Kingston win. Like yeah. that was like the the crowd that was, was like dead the, after that. that. Was it. Yeah, they yeah. Could, the, the crowd, crowd like, did not get back up after that. Yeah, exactly. Then after that, you had uh, I'm looking at it right now: Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. You had Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, Triple H and Batista, Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle. Then Bobby Bobby Lashley and Demon Finn Balor, um, and then the Becky Lynch match. But that, yeah, you, you definitely could have like you could have taken the uh, the the Seth Rollins uh, Brock Lesnar match, made that the opening match of one of the nights. Yeah, um, and then follow through, and then maybe taken like I don't know. Uh, Shane McMahon and Miz and made them the opening for the next night and then leading into whatever made event. But yeah, WrestleMania 35 definitely could have been, could have uh, benefited from a two night uh, mania. I think it would have been perfect. Awesome. All right. So next question comes in from David Brooks. He says, what undercard match do you think will steal the show? I'm actually going to jump in really quickly and say that I think um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn has the potential to steal the show simply because those guys know each other so well. They've wrestled together so many times. They've put on so many classic matches. And I just think, you know, on the biggest stage of them all, they're really going to leave it all out there and, you know, bring it all to the table. So I think that that could be a dark horse to kind of steal the show. What about you, Seth? Uh, Seth and Cesaro. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be the best match of WrestleMania. Yeah. Marco? I was going to say the same thing, Seth and Cesaro. Yeah, that's going to be a killer match too. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, because we always kind of give Cesaro the... You know the, you know the, he's there, but not technically there yet. He has yeah. a skill set. We'll see. We'll see what he's made of on the big yeah. stage. I think that I think yeah. this would be kind of like a you know to either prove our point. Like he's he's an amazing talent, incredible in the ring, but does he have the the it? You know, yeah. he's getting the chance to shine on the biggest stage. So we'll see if he if he has it. Um, last question comes in uh, from Zach again. He says, if you could book a main event for next year's WrestleMania, who would be in it and why? Which one of you guys wants to go Seth, first? Yeah. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. I still want to see that in the in the main event at WrestleMania. So a There's heel, so much a heel Roman Reigns or 
heels. Yeah, I mean, you can have them both tweeners. It doesn't make a difference to me. I just want to see the match go. You know, they've had between the Shield and how much success they've each had as singles since the Shield broke up. There's just so much uh, storyline there to to dig into, and I think it would be an incredible match and incredible story. And yeah, I want to see Seth and Roman on the biggest stage possible. Marco. Huh. I know this probably won't happen to at next year's media. It'll probably happen to the Hollywood one, but definitely Roman Reigns, but with The Rock. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. Was, that was my answer side. for sure. It needs to yeah, be The Rock's last match. There, as of right yeah. now, The Rock's last match is against Eric Rowan, and that cannot stand. Yeah, yeah no, definitely not. Um, only because we're, we're all going next year. I'm, I'm putting that out there, that we're all, all of us will be there next year, that it has to – that the main event's going to be definitely um, – fantastic but it's definitely gonna have roman reigns in it i'm just not sure who who he's facing that's all all right so that's it for our wrestlemania extravaganza um thank you guys for listening it's gonna be an awesome week of wrestling sheena remind them where they can find you guys on social media on instagram at chick foley over on twitter at chick foley show and then you can always join our foley fam at any time at chick and support the chick foley show by using code uh chick Chick Foley at Ringside Collectibles. All right. And Sheena, since you're the prediction champion, give us your closing words. Enjoy WrestleMania. All right. That's it, folks. Enjoy WrestleMania and chill until the next episode.